What's up, everybody? Hi, welcome to the show. It's the Jeff Gerstman Show. I'm here. I'm Jeff Gerstman, and I am joined by the one, the only, Danny O'Dwyer. Danny, how's it going? I'm doing good. I'm so bummed I don't get to hear the music. I know it's, it's playing. It's playing under <laughs> you right now. It's such a good track. It just makes me feel like I'm on an island. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just like I want a margarita. It's, yeah, it it's, always uh, puts me in a good mood. Extremely uh, thought out, and definitely not something that got chosen the night before. Uh, it all start, you know, it all started. <laughs> or, it's or I, like hey, it's a great, it's a great track. You obviously, well, it spoke to you on some level. I do love how, yeah, it is, it, it is, it is maybe the least video gamey music. I guess in some way it's kind of like Yoshi's Island vibes or something. But sure, like, yeah, it it just feels like. It just feels like a good time, and that's what the Jeff Christmas experience is all about. That's exactly. I'm I'm here to have I'm here to have a good time and and a long time. <laughs> that's 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 our promise here. Uh, of course, if you are looking uh, for an ad free version of the show, you want to back the the whole uh, this whole keep this whole train rolling. You go to Patreon.com/slash Jeff Gersman or EnjoyYourGaming.com if you don't like spelling my last name, and you can sign up, get some bonus content over there. The Jeff Gersman Hall of Fame. Uh, you can join the advisory panel. Hop on the Discord. We are having a uh, we are having a nightmare of a time over there on the Discord all the time, uh, especially if you like to talk about wrestling or anime or video games. That's the three pillars of the internet, right there. That's right. Yeah, uh, we've we've left off the fourth. Uh, you know, we don't have a dedicated like Marvel Universe channel yet. Mm. But you know, that's that's uh, that's that's who knows. That's that's scary. That's going to creep up on us any day now. You know. You got to get down with the kids. Have you felt yourself making content for the kids? Have you felt yourself changing your core, your core competencies? I do feel like, well, anime, I don't know, wrestling, video games, and like, I don't know, maybe hip hop. Are those, those right. the three Jeff Gersman pillars? Core Prob- competencies? Yeah, those are, those are probably the, the, the big ones. And we, we've definitely touched on all of them here mm. a little bit uh, over the, over the months. Um, no, I, I don't know that I feel like it's, I just like doing dumb shit. Like th- there's a lot of, there are a lot of people like, oh man, TikTok, that's for kids. <laughs> like, no, not, I mean, like, yes, but I also like just how fucking dumb TikTok is. And, and so like people seem surprised when I, when I say like, oh yeah, and I'm, I'm, I blow an hour on TikTok every day looking at dumb videos and <laughs> and and all this other stuff it's you know it's like i don't watch television but i do devote you know 45 minutes to like scrolling through tiktok videos and getting angry at something there was one so this this happens i find this video comes across i don't know once a month or something like that where it's like it's some video game guy and and god but you know hey they're doing the thing or whatever but it's like some video game video maker and and obviously they're like in their 20s or something and they're like did you know if you hold down a and press start you can continue with super mario brothers and every time i come across it my brain fucking snaps because i'm just like jesus christ yes i fucking knew that god damn it i knew that like, yeah yeah like that was it, in, inescapable it, information there's a weird emerging economy of um like yeah it's it's the mid-20s gamer who did not play classic pc games and now suddenly like has this amazing affinity for like late 90s early aughts like first person games and pc games like this it's like the nostalgia of the nes era or something but like because all these kids grow up playing like pc games like lots of you know like minecraft and roblox generation they're but they're so like it's like a second wave of half-life fans and like and like quake and uh like team fortress there's all these games that they like 
either haven't played or have played a little bit of and and there's all these fandoms around them it's really interesting to me like tyler yeah. mcvicker actually who runs that youtube channel he valve news right. network i yeah. think was that what, yeah tyler now now he's sort of like more openly branded but like he's young like he didn't play these games like a lot of these games and he's on the older edge of that but there's like mm-hmm. people who are younger than him who have even less sort of in the moment experience but like they pray at the altar of like PC yeah. games. Well, it's weird because you know, it, it's, it's almost like there's this thing of like you get a lot of people who played a lot of Overwatch, and then when Overwatch kind of went south, they're like, "Well, what else is there?" They're like, "Well, what is Team Fortress 2? And they play it and go, <laughs> "Oh, holy shit! Like this is this is the thing that they when they made Overwatch, they this is one of the things they were looking, you know, or, or whatever." It's an action quake, and, right? Well, oh, yeah, man. but you're it's a, yeah, it's like a sprinkling of all that stuff. Yeah, and yeah, that's the that's, so that's that's the community I want to get into is the community that is still playing Action Quake and Action Half Life and stuff like that because <laughs> every time I go looking for those specific mods, I always have trouble finding them in a reliable place, and then from there it's like, ugh, do I am I gonna find a server that's actually running the stuff? And then I know a lot of those communities moved on to another mod that had a it wasn't it had a different name. Right, but it was the same concept of like, what if we made John Woo shooter shooting in this? Um, and I just, I just want to play some Jailbreak, and I want to play some some Action Half Life, or Action Quake uh, is acceptable. I, I was, uh, I always lament the. I played a lot of Counter Strike, and I, I played a lot of CS Source, mm. um, um, and I never really got into Go, which is funny because like Go was like an old game now, but like it doesn't, yeah. you know, feels yeah. feels to me like Source is still a new game. But um, <laughs> I got way into Surf Maps, and I loved doing Surf, and got way into it in college. And then we were editing a video. Um, uh, Jesse, who produces our podcast, and he's doing some video stuff for us. He's producing a video for us on Neon White, mm. and I got the first edit of it, and. It had a bunch of, it was like, uh, you know, um, uh, developer talking about like uh, Ben Esposito talking about, you know, inspirations and stuff. And it was all this Counter-Strike source foot, uh, uh, surf map footage. And I was like, oh yeah, that's totally yeah. what that game is. Right. Neon White huh. is a surf map game. Yeah. <laughs> I never, never clicked. It's just, you're not going down. You're right. kind of just going up and around. Which is yeah. weird because I feel like anytime, so I, I never was able, I, could, I have not grasped how to play surf maps. Like I just right. the, oh, something yeah. about the movement, something about the concept of how you get going. Like I just, I'm never able to actually make it happen out of the gate, and I'm just like every time I <laughs> accidentally end up on a surf map, just like you know, server hopping or something. I go like, well, what? I, okay, I'm gonna try it, and I watch these people do it over and over again. I'm like, I don't. Do I need to move diagonally? What do I? Hang on. What do I? I know. It's like in my head. It's like it's like down and in, down and in, down and in, down and. In. But but it's also the angle. It's like snowboarding. It's yeah. like if you, if you don't have the right angle, you're never gonna get the momentum to make the thing stick properly it's all the people that when they get the launch are able to like move in the air and Mm. that stuff those people are like gods to me (laughs) still they have not been not been bested i i got i did i don't think i really got into counter-strike until go came out oh cool and even then i didn't really get that into it but it was just like it became something that i kept installed and i would just go and and usually just play gun game uh oh yeah and so good and and not go disarm bombs or anything that took any actual skill or strategy um and just like engage with the shooting end of it or or whatever but but yeah that became a game that is just in my rotation of games that i always have installed csgo somehow became one of them and i never would have thought that that would be the case but yeah it it is definitely strange how like audiences and and we were talking about a couple weeks ago with like music and how like 
the ability to have decades of music at your fingertips has led to the kids having really weird access to a lot of really weird songs all the time. And you, and and again, you know, talk about TikTok, like you just see weird old songs getting weird fucked up remixes and then blowing up on TikTok for a week and a half and, and then vanishing again and, and all this other stuff. But I guess like games, you kind of end up in a similar situation because so many of those things are still available one way or the other. Um, but yeah, so, yeah. so my brain snapped when I saw this guy, uh, make with his like hold a and press start and I'm like, I, you know, like whatever it's like, of course <laughs> he's 20 something or, or whatever. So I literally like stitched it and made like the, and deliberately went out in my garage because whenever like, there's oh, an angry oh, old, old man on TikTok, <laughs> he's always in a garage and I'm like, well, I got to get out there and fucking, he's got to go, got to get away from his wife. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally. Know, yeah. yeah. And for me, it was are you, like, are you complaining about the video games again? Shut up and get me my dinner anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. And, and so like the, the natural reaction is there are a couple of people who were just like, you're just old. And I'm like, yes, that's the, po- that's the point. Yes. <laughs> that is the point of this video. Congratulations. Um, but yeah, just real. And you Fred Durst 2000 on that as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they should, they should know the energy. Although, yeah. Although I bet there's a lot of people who like see Fred Durst on stage now and think there was people who thought that that was real when he did the whole old man thing. Like he is now right. that and not that he is in a costume and has always been in a costume. Like, <laughs> right. you know, That's not... like going back. Yes. Yeah. To like whatever three dollar bills y'all. Of like course. That is, the costume at is... first was just the baseball hat and then it evolved from yeah. there. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. That's uh, yeah. It, it's. But it's it's just fascinating stuff, especially with, you know, emulation making so many of those games so widely available to people, you know, decades after their release or whatever. You just end up with a lot of really weird. Just uh, Steam as well. Like, just oh, yeah, think of about course. It, yeah. Just like even, an old yes. game on Steam is like, yeah. like Half-Life came out in 2004. Half-Life 2, right? So, like, right. that's that's almost 20 years ago. Yeah. And, and <laughs> honestly, like, they don't, you know, like the call of duty campaign will drop this week. It's not to say that there's like no shooter campaigns anymore, but there kind of aren't the way that half-life two was right. There haven't been like a lengthy shooter campaign that wasn't just Mm. like a, here's something for you to blast through, but really it's a multiplayer game. I mean, I guess, you know, the kind of revival of, of, you know, with stuff like Proteus and stuff like those are obviously you have campaigns there, but Titanfall two is still the closest one. Is that the last truly great? That's a a six, six, seven years ago. Is it? Is that 2017 or 16 or something? Yeah. 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 I replayed portal two recently on Mm. a steam deck because I was like, because now I'm entering this phase of, oh, it's been a while since I played some of these. Right. Like I replay Half-Life 1 and 2 almost every year, but like Portal 2, I hadn't played, I hadn't played that. I don't think so. I've been playing yeah. a bunch of The Last of Us Part 2 recently, mm. uh, just because it's, it's, it's been a little while. I'm just going to go give it a go again. Um, but yeah, yeah the, the, the whole like throwback shooter, like the, the, the gloom woods of the, of the world and, yeah. and maybe scorn to a certain degree, but, but like, yeah, these sort of like, um, I don't know, like Imsim, but also kind of like Quake looking, or what was the one? Right. What was that crazy? The Devil Daggers guy made the what's it called again? Oh, Demon. Oh my God, Hyper, Hyper Demon. Hyper Demon. Dude. Yeah, that thing is awesome. Like, yeah, I'm interested in. It's it's almost like the 
it's it's like whenever there are like TV shows now that take place in the 80s and it's like that's not really the 80s but it's like how we remember or like that's how the 80s yeah. would look now like I like the modern like a game like Gloomwood never gets made in you know whatever 1998 no. or something it's too open and big and yeah, has too many yeah. systems in it but like the hardware but never it, would have done it but yeah exactly yeah but it's like or like devil daggers would never have run on a real playstation like right. you could probably do some version of it that maybe you could but you know like the kinetic just the movement of, of all that stuff you probably would not be able to do yeah um, totally yeah yeah that stuff's super fun why don't we take a quick break and we'll get back and we'll talk about some video games i guess You got to keep cool at night. This is the thing. If you get too hot at night, it does not go well. You do not sleep well. You do not get a good night's sleep. You need something that is going to keep you nice and cool, not sweaty and sticky. And that is what Miracle Brand has to offer. Self-cooling bed sheets that help you stay comfortable all night long. How do they do it? Silver-infused fabrics that were originally developed by NASA. These Miracle Brand sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long so you get better sleep every night. And they're self-cleaning. They're infused with natural silver that prevents 99.9% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresher three times longer than other sheets. So no more weird stink, you know? Uh, Miracle sheets are also luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands. The sheets use a premium, 500 thread count sateen weave that's made with USA grown Supima cotton, which is one of the highest quality cottons in the world. These sheets are better for your skin. Keep all that bacteria off of your sheets and thus off of your skin. Clean sheets means less bacteria to clog your pores and fewer breakouts and skin problems. Now, you want in? You want to get in? You want not to get in? Of course you do. Go to trymiracle.com slash Jeff to try it today. We've got a special deal. Be sure to use the promo code Jeff at checkout to save 40% and get three free towels. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle brand. Go to trymiracle.com slash Jeff and use the code Jeff to claim your free three-piece towel set and save 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Jeff. And thanks to Miracle brand for sponsoring the episode. All right, we're back. I'm just speak for me. Make sure that I can hear you. Hey, what's up? How okay. Again, we're joined by Daniel Dwyer of No Clip, Beefo Brady himself <laughs> in the building. Um, it's weird living on the other side of that Del Taco. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, for sure. That's, yeah, I was just there. I dr- I've driven up and down to LA so often recently. Um, mm. And it's still it's still the go to. It's a Del Taco. I usually have a bunch of camera equipment in my Jeep, so it is a place where I can park usually and still have eyes on the car. Yeah. So that's that's a, it's a it's a go. And there's enough footfall there because like that that's a fifteen thousand dollar camera, Jeff. I don't need that <laughs> thing getting stolen in the back of a car. No, that's um, oh jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good time. Is that is that the one that has the? There's one of them that has a funhouse kind of looking thing yep. as well. Is that, that yeah. That's that yeah, one. That yeah. one's got a little broken Man. down funhouse kind of thing, and it's attached to that truck stop. So like, if you get out there in the truck stop area, you hear like, you know, truckers getting their like your shower stall number four is ready for you and, right. and all that other stuff. Yes. So, so yeah, you could stop. 
you know, if you if you felt comfortable leaving the cameras for a little bit longer, you could take a shower on your drive mm. down. That'd be real, real comfy. Go play in the play place. <laughs> yeah. Grab some cheap burritos and and get back the on the road. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. Uh, yeah. I mean, so the other weird thing that happened is like now I live, let's say, three minutes away from a Del Taco. Oh, dangerous. Okay. Yeah. You didn't in Petaluma? What's the... Because no, the other thing. No... I live in Nevada now. Right. So yes. Like I, so, yes. I, you... My kid goes to school in Petaluma. So I'm up there like multiple times a, Crazy. a week. Crazy. Um, I went to that bowling alley. Yep. I went to the, on the south side of town. I joined like a Nevada dads group to like to meet to meet dads, meet hot dads like myself. Yeah. And uh, the first time, the first night out, we went to, which says a lot about Nevada that the first night out on the Nevada dads group was to Petaluma. I'm trying to think <laughs> yeah. what is in Nevada, and because like I, you know, I lived, yeah. I lived right there, one town away from Nevada, but we, we always went to Santa Rosa. You never right. went south. <laughs> you never went south. <laughs> yeah. um, there, there was a, you know, when I was in high school, there was a place, I think it was called Watts Music, and they had a bunch of indie rap tapes and, and like really like local Bay Area rap tapes. And I remember going there and just like randomly going like, yes, ill-mannered posse. We need that one. <laughs> what is, what are, who are these guys? They're from San Francisco. Great. And like falling in love with a bunch of local rap groups from like driving to Novato uh, to, to buy tapes. But that's, is that is that the is that on the main street? Because there is a vinyl store that's been there for like 50 years. It's got to be. Still there. Yeah. If it's, if it's still there, that's that's probably what it was. But and um, they're like legit like they've been selling vinyl like like i was talking to the guy and he was like you know all these new vinyl shops who come yeah. in on the craze and we were here during the bad days and you know <laughs> all that sort of stuff and yeah I went, I went in and bought a tool album off him because i was like support support this dude yeah uh, that must be that yeah so that's it just a vinyl shop you that's the only thing i can think of <laughs> that was in nevado I, I mean there's a gas station you know like i was, I was stopping at gas because it was gonna like the last last gas before uh the oh yeah before petaluma or whatever so sometimes that'd be a good place to stop but like yeah I'm, i guess i'm not too surprised that you are trekking up to petaluma <laughs> to go bowling and, and stuff Dude, like that. that bowling alley is great that bowling alley is like what i imagine like i know there's a certain amount of like americana when it comes to Petaluma. i watched american graffiti sure, yeah. earlier this year we did a shift of f1 podcast about it just for fun um it was a uh, so, but that bowling alley looks like if I was to imagine American bowling alley in my head, it would be that place. Like it is like yeah. there's like 40 lanes. We were like, you know, throwing stuff and bumbling. There was a group of dudes beside us who were just like doing all that crazy wrist shit and making oh, it geez. like spin yeah. boat ways. Yeah. And, but they were drinking too. You know what I mean? Like it <laughs> right. wasn't like they yeah. were, they were good, but they weren't like serious. They it was like, definitely a place that, you know, when you could still smoke inside, that was uh that was a place to do it. And, and, there's a little bar in the back. Yeah. And uh, a carpet. It's yeah, like one that, of those yeah. bars. Yeah. There used to be, they used to have a tapper machine in that bar. Oh, cool. And so before I was 21, I would always like, oh, I want to get in there, but I couldn't do it. And then eventually I was 21 and I could go play the tapper machine. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that place, they have like the right kind of shitty food. They have the yeah. the right kind of, you know, strong drinks or at least they used to i don't know if they still do but um they'll sell you a pitcher of lagunitas which is like that's, oh sure yeah you know that that'll do it for you yeah <laughs> too fancy if you forget it's lagunitas too fancy. Yeah, yeah that's a good um, point yeah yeah but uh that so they used to so their arcade used to be on the other side you know so now when you walk this is important information for everyone when you walk in now the arcade stuff is on the right it used to be on the left and right around okay. the corner 
And so that was where, especially because the bowling alley is 24 hours. Like if you were just it's awake, 24 hours? I don't, I don't think it is anymore, but it was, oh my God, that's amazing. So if you were just like, and, and this is the era that it was, but if you were like, I want to play some street fighter alpha right now, some alpha one, 4am. Yeah. Um, you could go do that. <laughs> and, and I did on multiple occasions. Um, you know, you'd be online, you'd see one of your other friends, local friends up. You'd be like, dude, 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 let's go play some mortal Kombat three right now. <laughs> like yeah okay and you would meet up at the bowling alley and then and then go to lions or something one of you know well the denny's is closed now i don't even know what's what's there for 24 hour shitty diner food yeah there's not much around there yeah. i didn't see myself it's not that far from downtown i yeah. went to that ga- game stores as nostalgia alley is yeah. that what it's called yeah nostalgia yeah. alley yeah they a- seem like righteous dudes that yeah. seems like a good spot they they're, seem all right yeah they're i imagine it's probably a tough road for them because they got like really good prime location right in the middle of downtown petaluma and i'm sure that's not cheap but like yeah, yeah the, the i, I pandemic bought pandemic happened yes yeah, like, yeah. um but yeah, I, I bought, I randomly, like right before we moved, I was like, I need to get over there and buy some stuff and, and bought a few more games. But I bought like a, a PS2 copy of Enter the Matrix oh, yeah, from yeah. there recently and, and a couple of other things. So, you know, it was just, it's hard, you know, and there's a, a few, a few similar stores down here that I haven't gone to yet. Um, but like the thing I found going to a lot of these smaller shops is like they just don't have stuff that's like super weird. And now I'm so far down that rabbit hole that the only thing I'm interested in seeing is like, you got any Japanese 3DO games? You know, just like fucking, <laughs> yeah. you know, terrible shit that like they're never going to have because they know yeah. they'll never sell it because no one walking people walking into that store are just like you got uh you got the tony hawk game i played when i was a kid you got super mario brothers you know like donkey kong 64 right exactly yeah Yeah. and and so they stock those kinds of classics and so like i'm i'm sitting here with like 70 super famicom horse racing games and all this other bullshit that i'm like i need to sell these to somebody and like i don't know that i'm gonna have an easy time doing it um Yeah. I had the exact same experience that I went to when I was, th- not this time, the previous time I was in LA, I went to, I forget the name of the store, but there's an indie store in LA that, I, that there was, there was two of them. Um, and I went to both and, uh, I literally, like you said, I went in and nothing was weird enough. And then I saw a 3DO copy of Soccer Kid. Yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't even know this existed. That yes, was the first platform this. I ever saw that on. Oh, yeah i guess yeah i guess it makes sense because amiga well i guess you you had an amiga right yeah but, like, but amiga wasn't like it wasn't really a big yeah I, I wasn't really playing a lot of games on it because i just didn't have access because i didn't know anyone else who had an amiga right so i couldn't get any copies of games from them so did you have a 3do though because those are expensive no not until i mean i'll say like relatively recently like over the last five ten years i finally okay. bought a 3do and now so i suddenly have two of them and i don't i'm not sure how that happened but <laughs> i'm so I'm, I'm getting all set up here um to capture 3do games because i bought a 3do ode an optical drive emulator and oh. so that's the thing it, it, it's an external device they make an internal one as well but it plugs into the expansion port and you can plug in a usb drive or an sd card with oh, all cool. your games on it and it will just load them from there. And I'm like, yeah, this is, I'm going to put the entire 3DO library onto a USB stick. And then I don't know. How big is the library even? Uh, I can tell you. I think it's like 300 and it's like 300 okay. gigs. 300 gigs. No, how many games I want to do? Oh, okay. Uh, that I can definitely tell you. Hang on. Oh, a so second. that's more than I would have thought, though, because like an average, what's, what's the max on a, on 640. a CD? 640, 640 okay. megs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, hang on. G drive. 
We're no. doing a documentary on crystal dynamics, so obviously 3DO oh, yeah. comes up. I interviewed Strauss Zelnick three weeks ago <laughs> and asked, asked him about going all in on 3DO. Um, apparently, that was one of the first things he did when he got there was, uh-oh, we need yeah. to I'm going to say 624-ish games for the 3DO. Okay. That's, that's including a lot of... of demo discs and things like multi-region and and stuff like that multi-disc games are going to count twice there um that's the that's where i'm sitting at anyway so somewhere in in that decent amount yeah so was there any many is there any exclusives i know games like x came out on it first but like was there um, like everything probably eventually came out on like playstation anything worth a shit did I, i remember return fire being one of the big 3do games that i cared about when it was newish and then that came out on playstation and right. and everywhere else i'm sure th- i'm sure that there's some uh, especially like some of the stuff that came out in japan is just there's a bunch of weird weird stuff um yeah so uh, yeah th- um crystal dynamics i remember so geronimo baroa who yeah. formerly of rockstar he got yeah. his start or i don't know if, i don't know he did not get a start there but he was there for a while he was quite and he was he was young yeah, yeah. he came up in our research okay stuff. yeah um and i remember talking to him about the samurai showdown port that they did for 3do and he was just like yeah we had a, a neo geo cabinet in the office and we really loved that game and we were like why don't we port this to 3do and so we did and that's wild it's just like such a crazy when you think about how games are generally made nowadays the idea <laughs> that they were just like we're just a big fan of this fucking game it's like the only other example i can think of of that exact thing is gearbox when they did samba de amigo for the wii I remember that was their story. At least they were just like, we just fucking love. There was a team of us here that love Samba de Amigo. And we really wanted to like do this. And, and so we, so we did. Um, and that's just a really crazy, uh, I'm trying to think of that. When did, when did that come out? Yeah. Yeah, I guess if you're, yeah, I, in a weird way, it's like Crystal, I can imagine it because like just even a porting that was going on there. But for Gearbox, that seems, I guess Gearbox have had a publishing, they have that big publishing arm right. in San Francisco for but a this long was, time. Remember, this was for the original Wii. This, this is like 08 okay, or something. A long time so, ago, yeah. yeah, so this is not the, not the Gearbox of today. So they just made Borderlands or something. Right. Yeah. And so, so it was just like they were just that's, like it's very strange. Yeah. Uh but it, you know to to hear them tell it it was just a, a super passion project for them that they <laughs> that they were very passionate about which I get it. I'm, like, I'm passionate about Samba de Amigo. It's a fucking awesome game. We <laughs> theoretically could do it, so why wouldn't you? Um and and yeah. Um yeah. Anyway, when we talk about some slightly modern games, um uh-huh. Do we have to? <laughs> I mean, the first one I'm going to talk about here is not, it's Atari Mania. Okay. Wow. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. A nice bridge between right. eras. Yeah. Uh, Atari Mania came out on Steam. This game got announced a while ago and then I immediately forgot about it. This is basically a WarioWare esque game built on Atari 2600 games. Okay. And Atari 2600 concepts. And I don't think it's very good. Um, but so it's, it's got a bit of a story where you're like walking around as a, as a caretaker of an Atari museum. And there's some dead pixels stealing Bentley bear out of the crystal castles machine and Typical. outlaw. And, and so it's just, it's a, you know, and, and they use that to kind of be like, Oh, all the games are getting jumbled up. And so you end up with like, you're flying the ship from asteroids through a level from sword quest 
wow pong paddles or you know and and, and okay. so they, they kind of try to build a bunch of warioware like uh micro games kind of around outlaw and video olympics and all these different old atari games it's but a, it, it just but they don't it doesn't look like an atari game it's like no, cartoony yeah whatever. so they they, yeah. they updated the graphics it's not it's not like they're emulating these old games or anything crazy like that it's it's yeah they, they updated all the graphics and so it's like you look at it and go like yeah okay that's a cowboy it looks like the guy from outlaw but i think i just would want the graphics of the original games and just be like yeah no it's it's outlaw it's this it's that and 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 all that sort of oh. stuff and so it's kind of a Ooh. weird it's expensive too jeff it's 25 dollars yeah i don't know if that, yes. I, that, fe- that feels expensive at least for at- when the word atari is stuck onto something <laughs> I, right. you know what i mean yeah I, I'm not expecting to pay much. Yes, it, it's a it's a weird project. Well, and, and, and like, it's one of those things on paper. You're like, oh, of course. Like, yes, the Atari library mashed up into WarioWare style, jumbled up weird games. Like, I bet you could do something really fun with that. But I, yeah, I went through like kind of the first three or four sets of levels, and really just got bored of it. And and there's kind of some puzzle solving in the overworld that you're doing because you're kind of building in an inventory it was like now you have a grappling hook so you can get over here and get to this next set of levels and you know the the story is kind of a uh, it's, it's it's just there's a lot of of window dressing that probably doesn't really need to be there and and all that sort of stuff but it's a cool idea but yes between the price tag and and just i just don't think they execute as well on it as, as i would have liked i'm mm-hmm. gonna maybe say to people maybe maybe take a pass on that but um i probably will still stream some of it at one point because it is at least an interesting idea yeah that's it's almost a shame because it kind of does look like like at least like it's you know it's not that's kind of an interest i've never seen that before necessarily like you know a a sort of a mashup game based that's like i think the new graphics is kind of the thing that makes me go oh but also it's like oh i guess there was an opportunity like that that would be cool i would love to see a modern looking or slightly more contemporary looking version of games that i loved playing if it looked good and they played well but maybe it just didn't hit the mark yeah and it's you know and and again since it's like a warioware game these are things that are going on for like eight seconds you know and you're like okay all right yeah yeah, so it's not even like fully fled you're not like playing asteroids you're controlling the the cowboy from outlaw but there are asteroids in the world and, and then the, the millipede from millipede is there too you know it's just like like kind of weird crossovery kind of <laughs> stuff that that just kind of i don't know it doesn't do as as much i feel like no one's really done very few people have done really great WarioWare style games other than nintendo right yeah i think like was it uh frobisher says for the vita oh yeah that was i liked it but it's hard to play those games for like long periods of time yeah. like they're they're such like I don't know. I don't want to say party games, but like they're kind of that way. Like, oh, let's play. You know, I never felt compelled to go back and play Frobisher says. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's. It, it, I mean, at the end of the day, it is still a Vita game, so no one felt compelled to go yeah. back and and play it. But like, there was stuff like what like uh, Atari even did with the one called Hot Pixel, like years ago. I think it was like a PSP game that no one played right. but me. But yeah, I don't know. There's just a handful of, of other things, and uh, oh yeah, McPixel. Yeah, McPixel is a great game. Uh, that, Actually, that's kind, yeah. of, kind of a similar similar concept. Like McPixel just has a really yeah. good sense of humor to it, and that that really... I, I've never considered that to be a WarioWare game. But yeah, I, I but it kind of think yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess it's hard because it's like you have to make like multiple 
like it makes sense with an Atari thing at least where the known quantities you right. can kind of just like maybe even the player maybe also has an idea yeah. of like oh it's a cowboy I shoot and it's a millipede I think but yeah. it's wild how like it's so like in the WarioWare games like they literally the first screen is them telling you what to do right. like yeah. it, it must be really difficult to make dozens of games with their own art everything's yeah. bespoke and they last for a couple of seconds like maybe it makes sense that only like big companies that can throw a bit of budget right. at that you know are able to like, land us because go and you know. go and make 80 different mechanics that all feel at least okay if not yeah. great. And, and i doubt atari is throwing money at this thing you know what i mean so yeah. the developers probably don't have like all that much resources to come up with everything yeah i think it was a french team that i was not familiar with okay. um but but yeah it's uh yeah it, it's neat that it came out i don't know like i'm i'm all in on that atari 50 collection from the sounds of it from the the more they the more they talk about that and seeing some of the pictures of it coming out of the, the Portland expo that happened over the weekend and stuff like, I don't know the digital eclipse. Well, that's the thing. Like they, they know what the fuck they're doing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's, that's an, that's an example of the, of somebody getting it who, you know, who you can kind of trust will, will, will do the job, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Mike Micah would allow a shitty version of star Raiders to exist. Yeah. And so he wouldn't sleep at night. Yeah. Um, especially since drew and over there he's been really like you know just like well i guess i can never tell other ocean digital clips it's like which is yeah you know where's the overlap i don't know right yeah yeah whatever yeah Uh, they're doing their thing yeah yeah making making garbage pale kid games or whatever sure why not documentaries i don't know what's going on yeah that's a a bunch of weird nonsense you've been playing Oh, you've been playing some Vampire Survivor. Just get, you got to get it in before it goes 1.0, huh? I know, yeah. Before yeah. that $5 price hike. Yeah. Up to five bucks or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that game, man. That game is good fun. I uh, What happened was I, I played Portal 2 start to finish on Steam Deck because all I've been playing on Steam Deck was like kind of smaller, like indie flavor, like yeah. Cult of the Lamb. And I was like, I want to play. I want to try play a shooter on this. And Portal 2 seemed like a good fit because it does a lot of like kind of um not auto aiming but like you know puts the portals where you meant to put them not where you exactly right. shot. yeah there's a little bit of movement whereas i don't you know i'm not going to be playing half-life 2 on the steam that it's it just doesn't have the accuracy on the pad required really for those types of games um so after i'd done that i played portal 2 through and it was awesome and it, it, it ran really well on deck i was like okay now i need to go lo-fi again and i hadn't played vampire survivor on it and Frank um, uh, over at Noclip was was talking about it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to give it an hour. It'll probably get its teeth in and then no pun intended. And then, then I'll be able to, um, you know, keep playing it. And yeah, I'm like 30 hours now of this <laughs> stupid ass passive game. Yeah. It's so, so smart. It's so silly and smart. And yeah. like the music is fun and it's it's just like they do the good job of making you want to play with the people you don't want to play with and unlock everything. It's just one of those unlock shit games uh, that I really like. And it's a good podcast game too, you know, definitely. Oh yeah. I I think when they go 1.0, they have some kind of Twitch integration. I don't know. I don't know what that's going to be. Um, it's like but, all one dude too we're trying yep. to see if we can do something with them as well on no clip but nice. i think it'd be because it's such a weird everything about it's weird like like the fact that it was sold for i think i bought it for two dollars maybe <laughs> i think and then it went to three i think mm-hmm. and then 
they shot it up to five, and they were like tweeting about it, like "Get it now while it's cheap." We're right. going to five dollars tomorrow. Five dollars tomorrow. Get it while you can. <laughs> like, yeah, it's. But I'm sure you know with the number of copies because that thing's also on Xbox. It came, it launched in Game Pass. Wow. So God, I didn't know that. So That's they wild. got some Game Pass money on top of that. Nice. Um, yeah. And then it's just it's been the game. Like I, you know, I'm really gonna be curious how like game of the year voting goes this year because I think it's one. It's gonna be one of those years. You know, I think all not, year long it's been Elden Ring. right. Yeah, that it's been like well, Elden Ring is just gonna walk away with it at most outlets because it's just like I don't know, it's just kind of the obvious choice or whatever. But I think the actual true, if we really look inside ourselves and look inside our souls, <laughs> uh. Vampire Survivor fucking blows that thing out of the water. <laughs> it, yeah, um, it's going to be one of those like outlets will like we need to make like a best indie or a be- you know <laughs> we right, need to, like, yeah we need to give it its dues. It's like Elden yeah. Ring's going to win because everyone will be angry if we pick something else. But but you know yeah. we'll what will we call it? best best newcomer best yeah you know. best. Uh, we've we've taken to calling them auto survival shooters around here <laughs> ass games and ass games yeah, oh, yeah and that, that's done that's done pretty well um i like that but it's you know like i'm playing survivor io on my phone and that's one of those yeah. and there's so many different i'm playing uh magic survival on an ant my i have an android burner phone um that I've been hey, playing yeah. that on there because that is apparently one of the games that inspired all this stuff, including Vampire oh, right. Survivors. So okay. it's, it's just a, yeah, I don't know. And then seeing it's it's very fascinating looking at a lot in Hollow Cure, and there was a game called Hentai Survivors on Steam that really sucks. <laughs> and it's been fascinating to look at like the variety here. Right. Uh, but this game called Pro- Project Lazarus. That's a mech game. That's one of these. That's actually pretty good. Uh, and and watching the different takes on it, and watching people that like clearly understand what makes Vampire Survivors great, and right. being able to kind of leverage that and and have their own spin on it, and then like developers who just simply don't understand that at all, and they're just like fuck it, let's cash in, and they make they all the the wrong choices on weapons and upgrades, and like like their whole system is built wrong, and you're like this is fucking terrible, and so it, like seeing. It really made me appreciate Vampire Survivors that much more because once you start playing a lot of bad versions of it, <laughs> right. you're like, man, there's so much nuance to this game. There's so much depth to this game. There's so many things to unlock and, and discover. And, and some of these other games just straight up do not have that. Um, yeah, it makes sense, right? Because like it, it looks on the face of it like the development cost to entry on something like that is fairly low because it's like tile-based, yeah. 2D, the camera sticks to the player, like the AI is dumb. It's uh, like, but one of the things that I'm like fascinated by it actually is like um, the readability on that game. Yeah. I don't know what they did to dial that in, but when you have all that stuff going on and for you still to grok what's going on and that the hitboxes feel right and the mm-hmm. movement feels right and you're not getting overwhelmed um and like you said the the fine-tuning of all the power-ups and like which ones work against which enemies and which one you know and the fucked up things that happen to them when you start getting those like weird like cross evolutions or or you upgrade one to the top and what yeah. that does like it's uh yeah you're it's 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 no doubt i love all these weird subject uh, like subgenres that pop up the weirdest one to me is all the like dad based dating games that came out <laughs> after dream yeah. daddy right that was like so niche like yeah. it's not like they invented the you know what do you call it, visual novel or anything yeah, like those yeah. existed, but specifically dad like, this based... game's also about dads like yes yeah. 
that that was, was that so was the strange. message they took away from Dream Dad. Like, well, <laughs> how can we really cash in on this? Well, more dad games, I guess. Yeah, and like just a really weird way for it to go. It's awesome, but, but it's yeah. Like, they they all have the same like looking key arch like they look exactly like like right, right. yeah yeah whatever um and then you've been playing a little bit of uncharted on the on i assume uh, have you been playing this on the piece pc or yeah, is this, am i right in th- is this uh i think I'm reviews might it's out check. tomorrow i think reviews, reviews i think it's out it is out tomorrow i don't know i think, I think embargo day was today that i have makes, it on the yeah. calendar okay embargo day Yes, I'm seeing I'm seeing reviews hitting as of two hours ago. So okay, I think oh, you're yeah, okay. Okay, PC. Talk yeah, about good. this collection of old games that was already <laughs> exactly. released on console is now being re-released on the PC. Yeah. So my my only interesting take on this, I haven't played all that much of it, but mm. I I decided to run it on Steam Deck because I thought that's the weirdest sort of n- yeah. you know nigg- niggle to this is let's play these games on Steam and and they run good, right? They look good. They feel good. The Steam Deck sounds like a helicopter. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just like, you know, or maybe it's just because I've gone from playing Vampire Survivors and my expectations of how loud the console should be is like on one end of the spectrum. Sure. Um, but yeah, it feel, that's the only thing. If so, wear a pair of headphones maybe when you're playing it. But uh, it's neat. It's interesting playing that game. Like the shooting works even though the screen is small. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks so cinematic. Like I think it's kind of, it's kind of a bummer playing on Steam Deck because like, you kind of like the whole reason to play that game on PC is to have it cranked up in 4K and all that sort of stuff. Right. Um, but it runs, which is pretty cool. So yeah. I was happy to do that. I've I've just been on like a weird, like Naughty Dog kick because they had the Last of Us Part One thing, right. the, the the remake, and I've been replaying Part Two now because I played a bunch of Part One. So um, I've just been in that space, and it just reminds me of like nobody makes games like they make like oh. you know for you know I'm, I'm not sure if there'd be much temperament for a lot of these types of games because they are so cinematic and like they do a lot of work to make them not feel particularly linear or i've gone to the part in the last of us part two where you get to seattle and you have that sort of open area mm. that's by the convention center you know that <laughs> right. weird yeah, yep. yeah. you're just like yeah um and uh and i was like oh yeah this was neat or like there's a couple of parts and and the last uncharted that kind of get that you know remember the 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 jeep part or whatever where you've got that open like and it's like oh yeah they get a little bit open here but yeah it is it is crazy how like i don't know the just the amount of specificity they have with like if you use a weapon in one part the animations they're just so specific and they're so cinematic there's a really crazy a really crazy attention to detail with their stuff yeah that I, I just I, I think for me, I just wish that I enjoyed playing those games more than I do. Like even, you know, the Uncharted games are they're cover shooters. They're nothing fancy, but then I've I like right. plenty of cover shooters, but it's just you know, I think Uncharted Two is kind of the the point where I was I kind of checked out and I was like, No, this is a fun game. I don't like the way that they do cover shooting for whatever reason, and I can't quite pin right. that down. But um but yeah, I, I I I get what you're saying with the Steam Deck. I think that's been so, you know, a little behind the scenes, you know, a lot of companies will ask you what version of a game you want when it comes time to send out review copies or something like that. And um, typically because I can I can get my hands on a PC version of a game, no problem once it's out. Um, but the uh, so so usually I will end up asking for a console version of the game because I'm kind of curious about like, well, how how especially because the I just feel like I haven't really seen how ps5 really runs a lot of third-party games and so that's still something fascinating but now the steam deck has entered into that equation it's like mm. now i really want to know how this runs on 
on Steam Deck. And it's, it's also like a weird thrill to be like, I'm going to try and install this weird beta branch of this game I have access <laughs> yeah. to on my Steam Deck and see what happens. Um, like that, that's been, that's been weirdly fun too. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that Uncharted port, I believe is an Iron Galaxy joint. Uh, yes, I think you're right. Yeah. Yes. I remember I saw the logo at the top. Yeah. yeah so, um, but yeah, so I, I'm, I'm probably going to save line. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, yeah. Yes. Uh, and you know, when you unlock and, uh, Nathan Drake in, in Rumbleverse and, <laughs> uh, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. No, that's, I am, I'm probably going to install that on my steam deck, even though, like I said, I'm not like a massive uncharted fan, but I just, I just want to see it. Uh, like, it's like, a, it's like 140 gigs, I think. As well. so, <laughs> you gotta, you got you gotta get that dock or like, or just like well, set your steam deck beside your router or whatever. Right. So I, I ended up buying the, the big steam deck, the 512. And oh, then yeah, I, I and then I bought a one terabyte SD card for it. And so, Oh, I've never, I need to do. Yeah. Cause mine gets full. Mm. Um, everything gets full now my ps5 i'm constantly yeah. deleting stuff just to fit shit on it i um, so my ps5 I, I went and installed a one terabyte drive into the internal in the, okay. in, in the where they allow for the expansion and then i also have an external one terabyte that ps4 games run off of yeah i thought for the ps4 ones but that yeah that, that's becoming less and less of a problem now is that like because there's <laughs> right. fewer of those games that i'm installing yes. as well yeah so it's kind of i wish i could put some of those ps5 ones over there just for storage or something yeah. you know the the internal um, drive installation on the on the ps5 is is super easy if you end up oh, yeah? deciding to go down that road you just have to make sure you buy you, the right did you, drive. Stre- did you stream I did. that i yeah. think you did yeah i think i watched some of that um yeah i need to yeah how much is a terabyte sd card these days 150 something like that okay you know? right, so not nothing but like yeah it's it's kind of like it's like more than you want to spend but like it's like eh, it's a terabyte like i get it um yeah uh, especially I think for one that's like going to be fast, you know, you kind of want one that it's going to have some speed to it because you're loading games off it and all that good stuff. But, um, we have, um, what are, I forget what they're, they're not CF express cards and the camera back here I have behind me mm. are, are, let me, here, let me, let me show it to yeah. you. So this will be great on the podcast. Yeah, no, this is all okay. He's, he's going back. He's sitting in his chair. Great. He's putting oh, his headphones back on. I had a narrative. I'm back. Thank you. Sorry. This is a 512 uh, SanDisk Extreme Pro. Um, its write speed is 1400 megabytes per, spec- per second, and its read speed is 1700. Mm. Uh, this is about $550. Jeez. Yeah. So I mean, to, but, but you know. 4K footage to one of those. Yeah, cameras. I was going to say, what does that hold? 20 minutes of footage? yeah well uh, we we have two of them in there so yeah, yeah. there's a thousand dollars worth of sd card in that camera and together i think they hold because we wrote because we'll record at like the highest bit rate right um, yeah. as well so i think maybe it's it's i think it's an hour and a half on each or something like that okay. maybe an hour and 20 yeah. something like that so but yeah Not so 150 bad, but... for an sd card doesn't feel that bad when i consider how much we have to spend right on well i'm trying i can't i can't remember how much the p2 cards cost for our cameras back in 08 <laughs> when we oh god when we went to those and uh went digital yes we're like fuck all these tapes let's just have (laughs) a mountain of hard drives instead just everywhere we everywhere we moved to every building we moved to just vinnie had a a growing mountain of hard drives that were just like this is okay here's everything from 2011 (laughs) like you know it's good you should have that and it's wild now now where is that i don't know now some facilities guy is probably like putting out cigarettes on those hard drives or something who knows (laughs) they'll they'll never know um 
Yeah, well, they're moving again. I guess are they from the third? Well, they, I, I, they must be. I guess I would assume. More, yeah, I don't. You know, fandom have offices in San Francisco, but they also moved during the pandemic. So I, they okay. used to have that big one, but I don't know if they have that anymore. Yeah, um, all the stuff I remember from like back to office stuff when I was like still there was like they're like, oh, we're gonna keep everybody at two thirty five, and I was like, the fuck you are. All right. Like because, yeah. you're gonna, because they were trying to cram everybody onto one floor and all this other stuff. Yeah, I saw that. I went in with Jan one time on the third floor and everyone. Third, I think it was the third floor, right? But like, it was beside CNET and where's well, so CNET studio? Was that on the fifth floor? So five and six. Six oh, was, was where the main the studio floor. was. Sorry. But but yeah, I think they eventually the tried to cram everybody onto six. CNET okay. everything. So so yeah, I guess yes, I guess they have to move. I was gonna say like oh maybe they'll keep yeah. keep a floor in that building, but I guess they already kind of gave up most of the floors in that building to Apple or whoever. So yeah, Apple bought. I remember yeah, that's when we got off three. Yeah, and then they, I think they, I don't know who took one. Was that Apple as well? Yeah, Apple eventually. I think they wanted one. I no, you know when when we got off one. Well, I don't, I don't remember when we got off one. It was during the pandemic. So so right. I I knew when when they finally started letting people come and get their stuff out that was when I made sure to like, I'm going to get every single thing that I own out of this building right now. I'm not going to leave anything here because I'm pretty sure I'm <laughs> never, ever coming back to an office to work at this company. Like I Turns already, out that was I, I already had the vibe. I was like, this ain't going to fucking work out. Um, so let me get all my shit now and make, make sure, uh, make sure it doesn't fucking happen. So, so yeah. Um, yeah you're like you're like so so my 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 grandmother uh god rest her soul was in a uh uh she lived until on ripe old age but when she was a little bit younger and she was in her 70s she was in a car crash mm. um where a truck backed into their parked car and she was stuck on the truck side and one of her friends was stuck oh, was wow. on this sorry yeah. not stuck i shouldn't say stuck when the car hit she couldn't get out because right. that's where like so whenever she bit. went to mass she would always sit at the end of the pew because she always remembered that was just in the back of her head. So that's like you working for CBS. Right. Or like you're, you right. always had your bug out bag or yeah. you're like waiting for the other. Shoes exactly. To yeah. It's just like, all right, shit's going to fucking go down here any day <laughs> now. Yeah. Oh man. That's someday. Oh uh, yeah. It's not. It's, it's, I'll tell you. I maybe, I don't remember if I told you that, the, the people that they offered those websites to when they started trying to sell them fucking blew my mind when I started hearing about it um, recently. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah plenty so, of stories. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so, yes, uh, you you've been playing some Last of Us two, but also you you've been playing some Stunt Derby. I saw some of this. <laughs> now I've, I've heard I heard you talk about Stunt Derby, the game that you are making at No Clip. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and I finally saw you streaming some of it last week after, I guess, seeing some screenshots on Twitter or something, uh, a little bit before that you're just making stunts <laughs> and I'm the, I'm, co- glad, uh, yes. I'm the cops here to tell you, you're, you're, this is, <laughs> and if you're not making stunts, you're making hard driving. Yeah, uh, right. but it's, uh, but stunts was kind of just them trying to make hard driving in their own weird way. So what? fuck is what are you doing over there so you know you know alex austin i'm pretty sure from yes the world of video games he's a he's a santa cruz based uh, he's from um willets actually um, oh okay up in mendocino um he made gish with edmund mcmillan back in the day he Mm. made bridge builder like the original bridge builder game um yeah, he did a bunch of stuff over the years blast miner pontifex sub rosa is the game that he's sort of like 
Mate, and and Alex is like we've we love Alex. we've got on really about Alex. We interviewed them for the Gish documentary, kept in touch over the years. Alex is like one of these. Um, he's kind of like I know Dave was on last week, right, and talking about like his like aficionado or his love of like these like detailed semi games. Alex is one of these people who is his his sickness, his like thing that he focuses all of his life on is physics all he's ever mm. cared about is making games that are physics bridge builder cool. yeah. gish right was a yeah. physics yeah. platformer sub rosa is a video game where instead of that you know he's like physics and games are cool and they got really cool but like max Payne and half-life 2 but then they became like window dressing sub rosa is a game where your character is physics so your character yeah. your first person character can fall over you, when you throw grenades you have to like move your arm and release at the right like <laughs> It's physics as like everything. There's right. no animations in his games. He has no animations. It's all physics. So we really like Alex. And uh, a couple of more. I've had this idea of like us building a game mm. only so we can do a series on all of the stuff that we can't get people to talk about a bit. Like yeah. publishing deals, you know, uh, marketing, paying influencers, mm-hmm. uh, how to do, uh, yeah, how to like go to VCs for money, all this sort of stuff, like tra- trailer editing, all this type of thing. Yeah. So a couple of months, about six months ago, Alex was basically kind of in between projects and was like, eh, I don't know what I'm doing for now. I might get a real job, you know, well, <laughs> you know, I've been indie for this long. And I was like, all right, just hold up. Could we hire you for like two months to make a tech demo? And we'll maybe do this thing. So what came out of it was, um, with stunt derby which is 100 percent like he loves stunts i grew up with uh jeff crammons uh, made a stunt car racer game right. okay yeah uh which was big um <clears throat> people talk about hard driving a lot and it's kind of this like forgotten genre of games where you would build tra- i guess Trackmania is the closest thing to it right yeah, where you yeah. build tracks and then you would try and get to the end of the track as fast as possible and in those games without like breaking your car without smashing the windshield mm-hmm. kind of going on the loop-de-loop wrong or whatever so adding into that the fact that alex does like these crazy they're high fidelity physics he calls them where it's not realistic on isn't the goal it's more that you can feel them right um and the fact that he's really good at like all the stuff is server side so his games like skate or don't was it like a 2d skating game he's made where you can have like over a thousand people in it at the same I, time i tried playing it and i was like i'm, I'm terrible at this yeah it's really it's yeah. really fucking hard yeah. it's like too hard for me to get good at um uh so with on stunt derby we reckon we can probably get like 100 people in there so uh wow. It's so yeah. It's a it's a weird thing. We have it in beta at the moment. There's a series on our channel, No Clip Crew, where we're like the next episode is basically me talking to two experts, Derek Liu, who does mm. loads of game trailers, yeah. uh, asking him about how to cut a trailer for a game, and asking this other guy who makes um who does like Steam pages. He like consults on how to set up your Steam oh, page. Wow. Yeah. So, I, so I, that's, like, of course that exists, but I'm right? just like, huh? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. All right. Huh? So, so the video is like, we're using our game as like a, uh, a sort of Trojan horse to do all these videos, mm. uh, which is the idea. And the next one's going to be about publishing because we're going to try and go get a publisher and if that doesn't work we're going to go into early access and the whole thing might you know we'll sell it for like five bucks or so you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah. but but the game is turning the price will go up to- as it gets out of early access exactly. yeah. <laughs> but it's starting to get really cool because he's putting in like physics objects and we do you know we've we have these play tests on the weekends and because there's an editor in there loads of the um folks on our discord are like making levels and sharing them um one of the guys who like made n plus is in there oh, wow. making levels for it yeah he just got way into making levels for wow. stuff so we've been playing a bunch of those but um yeah it's been fun we've been streaming it on fridays and, and stuff like that it's just been it's been an interesting like um 
the thing that I've learned over like doing this for six years is the projects that I enjoy the most are the ones where we really get to be embedded, like the Hades stuff. um, And, you know, anytime we actually get to be in the meetings and like have, you know, see all the raw shit happen. And like Alex was here last week for two days working on the game. And it's just like really interesting to like be around that and get a better understanding of kind of what you do know and what you don't know. So, um, yeah, it's fun. We'll see how we go. It's, it's not like I'm here. I feel weird. To, we do, we don't cover it on the main no kip channel for this reason, and I don't promote it crazy amounts because right. it, it's it's a weird it's a weird <laughs> fucking project um, that exists for like loads of weird reasons. But it's it's just yeah. yeah it's fun. But I mean, I mean the hope good. the hope is to create a, a cool game at the end of it as well, right? I mean, obviously, yeah. like you know, you, you want to document the process and. I mean, as much as that would be funny if you deliberately made something that was garbage and then tried to shop it around to like, well, let's go to Devolver and and try to get them to understand our vision. Um, but they oh, yeah. did they did publish Subrosa, so <laughs> who knows? I might be calling Nigel up one of these days. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd like Alex to pay his rent as well. Of course, <laughs> yes, I mean? yeah. Well, I don't know when No Clip gets acquired by the Embracer Group. How do you think that that's gonna? effects uh could you imagine jesus you're just gonna be following randy pitchford around with the camera for the rest of your life yeah i figured i've had a weird like come to jesus moment over a lot of this stuff and i think some of the like the fandom stuff with giant bomb and and GameSpot and just everything has has i had this like it's we're probably too early to talk about any of this stuff but i had this feeling no clip no clip would make zero sense for any to anyone to buy like it it, we're well funded i I pushed multiple times to be like hey we should buy no clip Um, it would it would suck if yeah if if we had to break the if we had to like uh balance the books Mm. like it would look so different because all of our projects are like passion projects pretty much and like as long as the patrons are happy we're fine but we're not we're not we're not getting the traffic to do that um we we could we could make ourselves more of one of that youtube channel but like it That's just a, wouldn't be what then, it is then you're then. putting out videos that are like did you know if you hold down a and press start and super mario brothers <laughs> that you could well yeah. then i just go get a I, you know, I get someone to pay me to run a video game website somewhere. Like that's not the, yeah. that's not the whole point. So what about my come to Jesus moment was I realized, oh, what happens is all of these companies, if you're going to be one of those companies that like eventually has a parent company because somebody offers you so much money, you just can't turn it down or because it's getting too much work and all that sort of stuff. So the trick is to also own the parent company mm-hmm. is my, is my th- thing. So at the moment I'm building a parent, a different thing that no clip that will almost like fund no clip more okay and will also be if anyone wants to buy something it'll be this thing right it won't be no clip because i'm worried five years down the line so uh that's what i've been like doing in secret for the past four months um yeah. that i can't is, really speak about it but that's i'm i'm, I'm not too far off with some of that stuff <laughs> yeah, when it comes right. to thinking about like okay uh we're doing an s corp for this reason and this reason and this reason <laughs> it's not going to have my name in it like it was even when when the show, um, when when naming this podcast, like there was a part of me who right. was just, that was just like, well, um, I shouldn't put my name in it because what if I'm not on it someday? Um, right. And I or or actually, it was more like I want there to eventually be more people on this podcast on a regular basis, and right. I don't necessarily want it to be the the me show. 
you know, like it could be, you know, as you see, like, like, like Pat McAfee does his sports show and it's like, it's the Pat McAfee show. And he's got like his three idiots that are off to the side going like, <laughs> like laughing at his jokes. It's like, I could do that. <laughs> but like, I don't Howard's Howard Stern, right? Exactly. Like, right. Yeah. Like, I, I think that there, like, there's a, a, just, you could, you could do that that way. And I, I could do that that way. But I, I kind of, when I think about what I would like this thing to look like down the line, it is, it is something with a, it is something with a larger team that is a little more mm. less focused on just me it's not like let's put a team in place to just support me i mean it'll start like that but it'll it'll be like let's let's try to get this to a place where it is a bigger thing able to do bigger things and so yeah i've been trying to think about like what's the what's the structural component that that kind of sets me up now for that that i so i don't have to like unfuck it later Um, totally and and also like there's probably a way for you to do that that is someone else's investment or your own investment that isn't tied to the weirdness of running a Patreon, which is just very weird in mm-hmm. terms of like pass through tax stuff and like, and also just yeah. like it's associated to you in a way that a company doesn't feel like it is. And I, we did a similar thing because when I launched on Patreon, it was just Daniel Dwyer. It wasn't right. Any, there was no clip, wasn't no clip was the idea, but it was patreon.com slash Daniel Dwyer. And then about a year in, that's when stuff got you can just flip it we just rebranded it yeah so i mean i so i had a brand huh fuck it don't you don't want to say just in case yeah well so i I had a brand i had a brand ready to go i did trademark searches all this other stuff um and then at the literally 11th hour i was like you know what i'm not gonna go with it it's a it's a name that i think is legally i was worried about getting sued pretty early on okay it was um okay it was too close and, to someone else or and 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 yeah so th- there was an aspect of of the name that i was like it's, it's like a poke the bear thing it's like not necessarily that there would be a winning lawsuit it was buying um, job <laughs> um uh, you know it, it just it just it, it, it's you know if you think about giant bomb as like the big driving force for me for the giant bomb logo and name and a lot of that stuff was the box art for reactor for the atari atari 2600 Oh, this big explosion and so when it came time to start thinking about new names i was really having a hard time and so i started looking at a lot of other atari 2600 box art and i came to an atari ah, 2600 okay. game and i was like hmm hmm what about this and but but then the hat people might come for you right yeah yeah or you know, <laughs> okay. or whatever yeah but the however yeah yeah the the you know, previous employer might come for me. so it was just like right. um yeah, so it it was just a, a, a so like I, I pulled out of that at the very last minute and said, nope, this is, it's the Jeff Kersman show. It's my own name. No one can sue me for using my own fucking name. Yeah, fuck all these people. Um, and you can change it. I can change it, but I don't. But yeah. also, like, I soured on that name enough that I don't think I'll change it to that. Um, because I I don't I would not want people to think it was affiliated with the thing I was doing before. Um, right at all ever. So, uh, so yeah, like I'll, I'll probably come up with some other name or whatever. Like I already have like the name of the company in mind and all this other stuff, but that'll be like the skunk works. Like no one's ever going to hear that name, mm. um, and, and all that sort of shit. But yeah. <laughs> hey, how you feeling about the Patreon stuff? It's been like, what has it been? Three, four months now? Yeah, it's good. It's, 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 um, getting sick is really fucking scary. It turns out. Um, it ruins everything. Right? Getting Just COVID like... and missing a podcast. And then like, right. I, uh, I currently have, um, it's not strep throat. I went to urgent care yesterday, uh, to get looked at and they swabbed my throat and said, it's not strep, but your tonsils look fucking crazy dog. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Um, and so I have, 
some antibiotics here that probably aren't going to do me any good because it's not actually strep throat. Um, and my wife had this about a week ago and I was sick for a day then basically I, short version is like post COVID has been fucking surreal because we keep getting sick over and over again. And right. Um, and I can't tell if that's just like, that's COVID or if it's like, no, we're, we went out more and, and like my daughter is out <laughs> kind of seeing other kids and now like yeah. we're just getting, we haven't been sick in three years. And so now we're, we're kind of getting it all at once or, or whatever. And, and also but, like you forgot, I feel like I forgot what being sick was. Yeah. Like it used to not be a big deal so much. I'm like, oh, I'm sick. Yeah, I still went to work and still, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It yeah. Just, yeah. Didn't change it. Whereas now it's like, I'm so aware of when I'm sick. Yeah. But like it, it totally and like who I'm going to infect and like you said kids kid right. changes the equation you don't want to get your kids sick you don't want to get your exactly sick, yeah. exactly so you know because like if if we're both sick no one's there's ain't no one around that can take care of these kids but us so right. everyone's getting sick and and so it's it's been like that's just been how it is and so like layering on top of that a purely solo operation that halts if I'm too sick to do it is you yeah. just look at it and go like, <laughs> all right, man, we're fucking out here. <laughs> we're fucking out here making it happen. Um, but I, I love it, man. Like the, the freedom of it and, um, and the, the interaction and, and all that other stuff has been so, so worth it just to be able to like hop on that discord. And, and so it, it's, but it's been, but not everyone likes to use discord. And so it's like, I got to make sure that I'm occasionally checking messages on the Patreon because I don't want to, I don't want to forget people there, but like primarily my, the main conduit has been the discord. And, and, and so it's just like, it becomes one of those things of like, there are nine different things I could be doing at any given time. And yeah. which one is the thing I should actually be doing? Is it working on a YouTube thumbnail? No, but that's what I'm doing. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, so there's just like a bunch of, a bunch of shit like that, that like when I, again, when I start thinking about like, who's the first person I, you know, right. kind, of, kind of add to this in, in, you know, probably in some kind of part-time capacity or whatever. It's, it's like that type of like make a YouTube thumbnail or do a, do a vertical version of this video that we can put on, I don't know, YouTube yeah. shorts or, or, or publish or the podcast or do all the, right. Yeah. yeah. Do some tweets or yeah. Do some tweets. Do some tweets. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's the other weird thing is like now my personal Twitter account has turned very promotional in nature. And, oh yeah. And that's, uh, fine because i have you know plenty of followers and, and all that sort of stuff but uh it, it's this thing of just like am i am i pushing it too hard am i you know and trying to figure out like how not to be a jerk about it but also it's literally like this is straight up how i feed my family this isn't like yeah there's no layers there right it's not like well this paycheck shows up no matter what until they decide they don't want to do this anymore and so the number of subs over here matters but it's not as a to b it's not like i get more money when more people subscribe I right. get my salary. Uh, yeah. And so, but, but the, now it is incredibly directly that, and there's a fucking juice and a rush to that, that cuts both yeah. ways. It can be terrifying. It can be exhilarating. Um, but like the work is fun. And I, I love, I love fucking doing this work at the end of the day. Like that, that, that was, that's always the thing for me is just like, this is, this is the shit I want to be doing the most. And like podcasting is something I've believed in forever. And mm -hmm. so like, I'm looking to do more things along those lines. As soon as I can come up with a name for it, uh, <laughs> and, and then go get logos done, all this other stuff. So yeah, it's, it's been, it's been fun. Um, we're, I'm probably, I, I need to check and see if I have access to it now. I'm probably going to be turning on annual subs here pretty soon. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it's a lot of people prefer yeah, for people want to save a little bit of money. Like I've definitely have switched to some annual, I think I'm an annual no clip 
an annual Thank no you, clipper. Yes. Yeah, you also bought merch from us, I saw as well. Yes. So yeah. appreciate it. Yes. Thanks for I, the, yes. Yeah. I, well, so I'm trying to figure out who to do merch with. So I like, oh, I'm going to buy one of Danny's t shirts and see if it's actually any good or not. <laughs> exactly. um, and it is quite good. So I, yeah, I, I might, I'm probably going to uh, at least reach yeah. out to the people you're using. Also, my other question for you this is before we get into the, the news. Um, what camera do you use for this? This one here? Yeah. This is, uh, which alpha is this? I want to call it a Sony 3200. Let me just make sure it's the right one. Um, I want to get off of webcams because I don't like the shot quality enough. And so I'm thinking about whether it's like there's, there's the, the Sony EV one or the, or the EV 10 that are like their blogger vlogger cameras, but I guess they, yeah, I use the ZV one. I have one. That's right. ZV one. Sorry. Yeah. I got, I have a literally right one right beside me right here. This is, this is good. I would say this is almost surplus to requirements. This is, this is the ZV one. Yeah. Uh, The reason why this one's cool uh, for is most Sony cams don't have a flip out on them. This one's good. Um, The one that I use here also does, and it's much cheaper. It's, um, and I like it because you can stick. So I probably, I don't know if this kit lens came with it or not. I can Mm. send it to you. Yeah. Um, But it's because the ZV one I th- I want to say is like maybe seven hundred dollars. Yeah, it's somewhere in that range. And then they did yeah. a follow up version to that that has a replaceable. Like you can actually take the lens off and and do fancy stuff with it. Okay. Um, um actually, okay, it might be the same because I've just checked, and this is the A fifty one hundred is the one I use here, mm. which has a sixteen. This goes as wide as sixteen, I think. Um, so it goes that wide, which is actually fairly wide. It's like yeah, kind of fish yeah. almost. Um, it says it's seven hundred bucks on Amazon. I thought they were cheaper. Um, I might be wrong, but the, the, anyway, this is a A fifty one hundred, and then yeah, just using a cam link, one of those right. little USB. Yeah. Um, because it makes makes your computer think it's a webcam, and yeah. that's basically what you want. Because otherwise, everyone will, everything will work except for like Zoom or Google Meet, or if you're right. using a capture card. Yeah. Um, and also makes it way easier on OBS because it thinks of webcams as different things to inputs and yep. all that sort of stuff. Um, cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm probably going to pick one of those up because that that's been that 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 ended up looking like the next step. Because I just yeah, like I said, the the shot quality, the the. Like I'm probably eventually going to move into a different, larger space somewhere in the house, whether I end up have to build an office myself. But like the zone, nice. the way zoning works, probably that that'll be tough. But uh, anyway, uh, I I want to get a a better. I want to get a better camera. Um, Can't do it. Dude, yeah, I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you some links. Yeah, I'll thanks. Some... Yeah. Um, with that, why don't we get into some news? Sure. Um, voice actors. Huh? You heard of Bayonetta three? They're making it. <laughs> Are they, yeah, they're yeah. making it for twenty years. Yeah, Can't wait. It's uh, it's apparently Fine coming one. out in like what, like nine days, ten days. It's, it's the twenty eighth, so ten days. Well, I want. I well, I won't be buying it, Jeff. Oh I'm yeah, boy- I'm boycotting. You're it. You're boycotting it. Uh, the original voice actress Helena Taylor has asked people to boycott the game, uh, and says that she was uh, lowballed on the price to return to the role and only offered four thousand dollars. Which is that? I don't know about you. I I I don't know about voice acting that much. I've done a little bit, but not not uh not enough to know the pay rates or the union rates and all the other stuff. Um, that does not seem like very much money to be the like kind of iconic voice for this game. Yeah. Um, and so people knew that it wasn't going to be her when some of the trailers hit. Jennifer Hale has stepped in to do the role. Uh, for the game and so uh helena taylor kind of seems like she kind of waited until the game was very close to coming out and then said like hey here's the story 
of why I'm not doing this. I'm probably violating an NDA, but like they, I, I can't earn a living wage with what they offered. And I tried to go back to them and say, Hey, what are you doing? And they, they said four grand is our final offer and, and all this sort of stuff. Uh, Kamiya, who has largely become the social media public face of platinum for better or worse. Um, Mm immediately claimed that there was basically that there was more to that story than people were getting. And that led to him getting shouted down and basically driven off of Twitter. He deactivated his account and then, oh, wow. and then reactivated it like a day later. So, okay. so whatever, but his, his quote and, and keep in mind, he is a Japanese speaker first and foremost. So this English is maybe not the best, but sad and deplorable about the attitude of untruth. That's what all I can tell now, by the way, beware of my rules. Whoa! So this, right. have you seen this dude on Twitter? It's like if you if you tweet to him in English, he'll block you. Like you know, it's like it's a game. You know, it's like oh, he just yeah, okay. he just blocks people uh, all over the place. And so like maybe not the place to fucking slide in your weird Twitter gimmick um, on on all of this stuff. And uh, and he's you know and about reactivating. He said I've seen people repeatedly delete and reactivate their accounts for some time, but after actually doing it, I feel like I understand I understand a little more. It's a sense of liberation, isn't it? Yeah, and I, don't, I don't know about that. Um, mm. Jennifer Hale went on to tweet about it uh, very, very briefly saying, uh, as a longtime member of the voice acting community, I support every actor's right to be paid well and have advocated consistently for this for years. Anyone who knows me or has followed my career will know that I have great respect for my peers and that I am an advocate for all members of the community. I'm under an NDA and, not, uh, and am, am not at liberty to speak regarding this situation. My reputation speaks for itself. Uh, and I sincerely ask that everyone keep in mind that this game has been created by an entire team of hardworking, dedicated people. And I hope everyone will keep an open mind about what they've created. Uh, and finally, I hope that everyone involved may resolve their differences in an amicable and respectful way. Um, Axios did a little bit of reporting. Steven Satillo um, got uh, some information that the previous Bayonetta games uh, required about three or four sessions per game. And the SAG after a union minimum is a 1K per session. So if she was being mm. paid union minimum, then Helena Taylor would have made about three or $4,000 for those previous games. Um, and the current union deal expires in about three weeks. So the stuff is all up for renegotiation very soon. And so this, it's this, it's this flashpoint for this voice, voice acting argument to happen again. It's, it's time for it to happen again. And it sounds like that, that they, they need more, but like I, something about this original claim sits weird with me and I don't just has me wondering like, is is there something and and Jennifer Hale's thing about keep an open mind and and all this other stuff. Like does Bayonetta have a reduced role in Bayonetta three? And that's why the rate is lower, you know, it's a Metal Gear solid two situation. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It it, it was the first thing I thought of was a, was a, uh, was was actually David Hader getting out there and being like, yeah, he didn't ask me to come back for the game. I don't know what's going on. And, and kind of airing that dirty laundry um and and all of this sort of stuff it's um yeah there definitely seems to be a whole lot of something that people are talking around here and it could easily be that it also could easily like the the sort of like the bite that uh uh miss taylor brought to this makes me feel like maybe there's a lot more bad blood here like i (laughs) 
I, I there was a great thread by Dominic Armada, who's the guy who voices Guybrush Threepwood, um, mm-hmm. who sort of was in voice acting for a while, hadn't done as much recently, and then obviously for Return had come back. And he sort of laid out a bunch of stuff where he was saying, like, yes, there are, like, minimums, but, like, you know, and a lot of projects will make you do that. But, like, hopefully if you've been an actor on a project of for course. a while, they're starting to, like, you're part of the character at that yeah, stage. So, yeah. like, she shouldn't be getting paid the minimums. Definitely um, whether or not, though, th- it definitely seems like everyone's talking around, like, maybe there was a breakdown in communication there. Maybe there was b- b- negotiations on that, which where, you know... They they weren't able to meet eye to eye, and right. maybe you know they. She was asking to who not like I don't want to even add conjecture to this, but it definitely feels like there's there's a there's bit, a vitriol from her on this that that is, you know, uh, like like seems like a lot, but also I four thousand dollars seems like not a lot, and voice actors no. should definitely be paid more. Yeah. And, and, it, it, you know what it reminds me of? It's, it's all the rooster teeth stuff in the past week of like, the, obviously there's a huge controversy yes, around right. the treatment of that um, that one uh, person who worked there uh, and there's been more stories coming out since. But it, it reminds me of, for instance, like, you know, I hire a lot of like video contractors here mm-hmm. and oftentimes more than once I have had people and this is, I'm not trying to like, you know, you know, I don't know, shine... I was about to say shine light on my butt. I don't think that's actually like a turn of phrase, but it is now. What's what is it? Blow smoke up my own ass? Yeah, that, that's yeah, what it is. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the amount of times we have people who will like come to do work for us and then they'll tell me their hourly rate, and it's like that is absurdly low. Like, yeah. like whereas you hear at Rooster Teeth, they were paying people minimum wage, and it's like you don't pay people minimum wage for like skilled work. It's you know, that type of right. work, and you don't pay minimum rates for people who are like part of your story so like the idea that they pay her that little is like it's disrespect like how much does it cost them to pay her four times the rate like right. 16 grand yes. for when, you, when you think about the overall nothing. the the overall budget for a game like this like the it, it is literal drop in the bucket territory 100%. that we're talking about here and yeah. um and that her voice has been has become an iconic part of this franchise it's not to say that it couldn't be replaced and all other stuff but at the same time like she's done very well. She has been lauded for her performance in these previous right. games and, and, and all of this other stuff. And, and so, and, but you know, honestly, like across the voice acting industry for anime, especially, um, I feel like I've, I've been hearing this more about anime l- lately than video games, but I think that's just because video games are so much more secretive, uh, is that the rates fucking suck. The rates yeah. are fucking awful. And so like any, any working voice actor is grinding it out, uh, trying to voice as many things as possible because, the individual rate per project is not going to keep them afloat. And so you would like to think a project as major as a Bayonetta three would pay better. And, but the, the sick part is like, maybe it does maybe $4,000 actually is better than some of the other rates that, you know, that anime voice actors are, are, are getting and, and stuff like that. I, it's a, it's a shitty yeah. situation. I, I, I kind of go back and forth because I, I am also of the mind that like, the games are made by hundreds of people and there are people with key contributions across the board uh, that, that, that do not get paid residuals that do not get paid all other stuff, but many of them do earn an annual salary and get benefits and all that other stuff. So right. it's, it's not, it's not quite a one-to-one comparison. I guess I just yeah. think that everyone should probably be getting paid more all the way around. Totally. And I think that's where I think the boycott thing made me, you know, uh, feel a little bit like left a bad taste in my mouth. Cause like that's, I don't know. That's even if you've been aggrieved to that point, you know, uh, I, I, that's, that's kind of like taking a little bit too much 
I don't know. Like it's it's self serving. You know what I mean? Like it's it's. Yes. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't. It, I don't it, like it, that it, aspect. It, yeah. Of it. Like trying trying to create a cause around it, especially when the game has almost certainly gone gold. And it's like it's not like they're gonna. Right. You know, are you are you gonna create enough of a stink that they're gonna bring you back in and go like, oh, okay, we'll have you record the dialogue. Like it's yeah, too she late. had this in the chamber. It seems yeah. like for for release, which is why it feels a little. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, um, it, it feels like a, a a targeted hit or whatever. But you know, at, at the same time, I, I can't like she's not wrong about the no. If, if, no, if, and if, if that's that what is she was the, paid, yeah. yeah, if that was she was offered, then that's fucking terrible. Um, I, I I the other conjecture when I have in my head is like you said, if they changed the I don't know anything, changed the age of Bayonetta or like I don't know Bayonetta is like. Jedzia Dax in Deep Space Nine and right. changed the bayonet changes into someone else. I don't know what the deal is. But whether or not they were lowballing to try the, and kill the young, the young girl is now grown up into bayonet. Like there's actually right. there's lore stuff that you could look at and, and actually find a reason to change the voice if you were specifically trying to right. do that. Um maybe maybe we'll find that in a couple of weeks, I guess. But yeah, it's it's one of those ones where it's like she's not wrong. I don't fully agree with the way maybe it was done. But also, if you're trying to get eyeballs on this sort of stuff, yeah. I get the sort of scorched earth policy. And it's, now's the right time. The, the, if the union deal is coming up right. in a few weeks yeah. here, like turning this into a hot button issue right now will probably, I mean, will hopefully help people in this space do better at the bargaining table um, are, next time. Are, are you getting are you getting that right if you are like voicing like NPC 12, though? Well, like, is that what the minimum is? Um, you know what I mean? Like, right. Like, like, random chatter and stuff like that I, like hmm. you know I, axios had a little bit more on this that i don't have in front of me right now um that that there may be cases of like if you're just doing a, a quick spot or something like that there may be a little bit lower but uh but mm. the the thousand dollars a session seems to be what the the union minimum is, is but but of course there are a ton of projects that are non-union as well right. and so there's a there's an agreed upon non-union rate as well uh that you know because a lot of indie devs and stuff like that are not going to necessarily be able to pay each one of their voice actors a grand mm. and so they but but then i think that what, one of the situations one of the, the actors that came out uh and, and started talking about this talked about like i've voiced characters in major games but like this indie game i did paid way better because they gave me points price and so yeah. be, because they they paid me in in a percentage like this ended up being one of the more lucrative That's things awesome. that i've done wow and you know, because that, that's something an indie dev can play around with if they're like, hey, I literally do not have $1,000 to give you right <laughs> yeah. now because, yeah. uh, you know, we are eating ramen and making this game in a garage. But, uh, hey, how about if it sells this? I'll give you this. And, and yeah, and that sounds like a well, I say that sounds pretty good. But then that opens the door of like, who deserves res residuals if they're working on a game? I'm going to say a lot of people probably do. A lot of people that, that stick with a game through concept to completion or, you know, whatever. Like, like a lot of people that work on games probably deserve better payouts on the, the back end. Um, yeah. And if games development continues to unionize and then you get a situation like Hollywood, like there's a reason Hollywood is the way it is. It's yeah. because, the, you know, the, the lot, games and movies and stuff exist in perpetuity. They're not like theater productions. They continue to earn revenue. And right now, if you developed like designed like one of the most iconic games ever, you're not getting any money for that. You're getting your wage and that's it. Right. Maybe a bonus. I don't know. Maybe a bonus off of. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Amount, but that's yeah. It. You know, that, that was more. one of the things that like when, you know, when Borderlands 3 was coming together you hear all the stories about like 
you know, everyone's sticking it out because they're going to get bonused out at the end. And then they got right. bonused out at the end and it was not the bonus they thought it was going to be. And they're right. like, well, wait a minute. Fucking what? <laughs> yeah. And so you end up with a lot of people who were counting on that money to be different than it ended up being. And that's a whole separate situation. But, uh, you know, they're, they've been embraced now, so I'm sure they're all fine. Um, <laughs> the warm hug. More, more visual gags for, yeah, the, for the, the, all the, the other The warm hug that brought you Saints Row. Uh, <laughs> yeah so that do you remember those saints row three tim and eric commercials yeah, yeah. i was watching those last night they were so funny they're very, they're really good there was like that that saints row three to four like there was more three than four but like they they just had tapped into a thing with those games that they don't have now and they i don't think they had before that either with one and two no but, no god one is such a weird game yeah. One is one is just a Grand Theft Auto clone with a little bit of tood. Right. Uh, it's it's the we need to get a GTA game out before GTA hits the exactly. Xbox yeah. 360. <laughs> and uh, and and if you review it high, Rockstar is going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah. If you give Saints Row a high re- review score, Rockstar is not going to like it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, God. Yeah. What a fucking mess. Uh, hey, a new Mortal Kombat has been announced. Uh, has it <laughs> <laughs> it has for you sicko you'll play any of this shit yeah i'll play this <laughs> so <laughs> coming in 2023 is mortal Kombat onslaught it is a mobile game it is coming it is being developed by netherrealm awesome and it appears to be a collection rpg which sounds to me uh like they are trying to not use the words gotcha game but boy it sure sounds like a gotcha collection. game collection rpg that's a great spin yeah i like it uh but it sounds like you will form a team of characters and uh and get out there and fight with them uh the it is billed as the first mobile exclusive cinematic story experience for the franchise where players must build a team of fighters from a vast roster of characters and unleash them in massive real-time group battles to stop a dark and dangerous threat from wrecking havoc across the realms so you know sounds like a the typical world uh, reality hangs in the balance kind of mortal Kombat story mm. but but some kind of group combat rpg kind of thing um and you'll get a five-star johnny cage or something and you're like you'll <laughs> you'll pull a five-star johnny cage out of like a portal be like i bought 10 pulls from the red portal i got human mortal- smoke I'll, I'll yeah that's mortal Kombat seems ripe for like card collect you know buying yeah. packs of stuff like that yeah. it just feels very 90s uh dollar store or something is there any images or videos of this thing there's like a says, there's key art on their website and so you, okay. you get a look at like their kind of take on like scorpion and sub-zero and some of the other fighters it's it's relatively i'd say a little cartoonish in some ways but um raiden raiden confirmed yeah uh, but you know this this will be funny. So they've done mobile games before, and and they've been relatively well received, as I understand it. But um, this at least seems like it's something different. Where instead of like them trying to do a fighting game, and uh, hmm. you could argue that they have not done enough with that franchise. Like, totally. If, yeah. if 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 another they haven't been embraced, right? They're they're not. No, they're, no, no, no. Who owns Warner Brothers? Warner who still. Owns, it's yeah. Warner Brothers Discovery. There, there, there was a lot of talk that Warner was going to bail on all their video game companies okay. and and sell them off, and they ended up selling off a mobile studio that did a golf game, and there was one other one. Um, but then they they reversed course and decided to hang on to stuff. It sounded like that they wanted to 
deal the studios, but somehow retain control of the IP, which seems insane. Okay. If you're just yeah. like, okay, we control Mortal Kombat, but we'll sell you the people that make Mortal Kombat. It's like, okay, what are they going to do? Go make Tao Feng 2 or something? You know, like, like what? Now you mentioned that, I would not mind seeing Ed Boon <laughs> have a fresh slate. I bet yeah, that guy's honestly, got like 30 years of weird ideas that he can't yeah. do because he's like, oh, I got to put it in the nether realm. <sighs> Scorpion's got to be here again. Damn it. Um, he's got like a My Little Pony idea that he's been working <laughs> on for like 30 years. He's like, finally, my I chance. Think, I think he just wants to make a DC versus Marvel game. Uh, right, yeah. Yeah, and because uh, he keeps he keeps tweeting about it, uh, for sure. But you could argue, like, with the amount of like saturation of IP we have these days with like Disney and Star Wars, and like everything's got everything. I mean, they made that movie, and that movie was all right. But like, yeah. you could argue there could be more Mortal Kombat shit in the world. Like, you know, it's a pretty big IP. Yes. So there is. Yeah. Uh, they did announce some an additional. I think it is an animated movie. They've done a couple of little things Makes here sense. and there over the years. So I think they may have something else coming in, in that form. And they'll eventually make a sequel to that movie. I think they're coming up with the good, script yeah. right now. That was good. Or, did, yeah. did you like that? It was fine. Yeah, it yeah. was, you know, it's one of those things where like, if I try to compare it too closely to the video games, I start to get a little angry about this, 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 and this, but like, whatever, mm. you know, it was, it was fine for what it was. It was, it was a good little retelling of, of those stories and, and, you know, uh, and they should get the Miz in the sequel to play Johnny Cage. I think that, that they should really just just get him uh, for the, for that role. Um, but also, like, if you think about it, like Mortal Kombat has really retracted its roster down to a lot of the key characters from the original trilogy because of the, mm. the way they've been telling that story. You know, since Mortal Kombat Nine came out and kind of like got them back to the, kind of the core characters from one, two, and three, they've really started building off of that in ways that abandoned three whole games right. worth of characters from four five and or from well four through seven really um just settling on like the, the next generation of those fighters right. like the yeah. combat kids the, and all that yeah. stuff yeah and and so they, they they went down that road which i think was a much smarter road than a lot of the stuff they were coming up with on the ps2 and xbox like a lot of those characters right. are just got a bit weird there who's uh, the weird what's the most esoteric you know, in a in a in a game full of esoteric characters, who is the most weird? Uh, I mean, th- there's their joke characters like Meat and MoCap, which is MoCap <laughs> is just a dude in a MoCap suit. Uh, there's uh, there, there's you know there's characters that kind of started as rumors, like there you would see like the guy on fire in the background of Mortal Kombat oh, Two, yeah. and for some reason people cemented on this idea that that guy's name was Hornbuckle, and. <laughs> what i've never heard that before hornbuckle and so at some point that kind of worked its way into something resembling canon and 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 all of this other stuff and and so it's yeah i don't know it's it's the my go-to's are always baraicho the big fat drunk guy who threw up and when he threw up on the ground if you stepped in the puke you would slip and that would allow him to follow up with an attack and but but they have kept they have kept bringing baraicho into the modern game he's one of the characters that kind of made it out of that uh that era unlike unlike what like havoc with a k or um the guy (laughs) that was originally supposed to be ken uh cobra with a k cobra was there was there a lady baraka at one stage i feel like there was a lady there has to to have been (laughs) there has to have been there has to but i I barakina yeah there there's a whole uh yeah, I don't know that that whole generation of, of Mortal Kombat games. Like, I barely remember anything about them anymore. <laughs> it, that, that stuff just all kind of faded away. Um, yeah, and, and that was the era when they made Liu Kang a zombie. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. So, so Melina has jaws that are Baraka like. 
Oh yeah. So when she pulls down her her mask, uh, there's was that a retcon thing? She didn't. That wasn't in two. It wasn't two. When when you was when it? she pulled it down, you would you, you know. It, oh, you're right. The, you you would see it. it. It wasn't you know. It wasn't like on full display. They definitely went way more over the top with it. Yeah. Um. In in subsequent games, but uh. But yeah. Um. I am trying to find. Uh. I'm. It sounds like there may be some additional detail on the bayonetta story okay breaking breaking um, news it sounds like bloomberg has a the, the full story is much more complicated says uh, he says platinum offered helena taylor between three and four k per session for at least five sessions according to two people familiar with the deal and documentation viewed by bloomberg in response, Taylor asked for a six-figure fee and residuals, and negotiations fell apart. Taylor denies this account. In an email to Bloomberg, she called that version of events an absolute lie and said that Platinum is trying to save their ass and the game. Hmm. So they're saying five sessions for three or four K per session. So that's a maximum of 20K there. Which I would say sounds reasonable, but also a drop in the bucket. Right. Yeah, it's not like 20K is some like, oh, well, now you're talking. I'm sure yeah. it's definitely better than four. But um, And they're saying that she wanted uh, whatever. Six figures and residuals. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, that sounds like a lot. But yeah, it, it's, hard to, yeah it's hard to tell what I'd seen the game and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But like, and also if that's, if that's a, that could also, like she said, it could be a lie. It could not be. A, somebody's lying. That's the thing. Somebody's lying. It's either them or her. And it's like, yeah, it, they're the worst stories to have to talk about. Cause you're exactly. just like you're picking like, sides based is, on. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, and, and Bloomberg, uh, Jason Schreier claims to have seen the, the documents with those offers, but again, you know, oh, okay. Okay. With to, the, with the, the offer. Uh, of the, but that of the 16 grand or whatever that yeah, was yeah. but not but uh, well, not of the of her according for... to two people familiar with the deal and documentation viewed by bloomberg so it sounds like that they provided him with straight up man what a fucking i mean whatever they have to find a way to get their story out there somehow right but like literally yeah. providing like hey here's a copy of what we offered her to schreier knowing that he's going to get it out there it's just like real like yeah it's like that's yeah that's the company knows it can't fucking say shit but at the same time they're like well we've got to get it out here here you go Oop. right um, oh boy huh. the, the discourse is gonna love that more chum for the discourse yeah. jeff yep just uh, throw it out there fight right. among yourselves fuckers that's right i go the, to reddit the question of who gets residuals on a game and who doesn't is a really really complicated one and hmm. um yeah, I, I don't know that I have much more to add on that other than it's there's a it's a shitty situation. Um moving on. Nvidia has decided to they they refer to this as unlaunching <laughs> this is so silly. The 12 gig 4080. Uh this uh these these 4080 so they launched the 4090 last week apparently. I can't find one. You you get one, you, you're like, hey, I got to edit video and I need this video to render faster. So obviously we need the hot shit, right? Mm. Are you a or Mac shop? Mac, what's Mac shop? Are you, are you a Macintosh shop? Are you, are oh, you, are are we you a Mac are, shop? Yeah, no, yeah. we are, we are pure PC. Okay. We have enough, we have enough graphics cards to, for the whole team at this stage. But yeah, it's, they were so 
bloody expensive during the pandemic. I yep. mean, it, it affected everyone, but yeah, we had to upgrade two of them, and it was like, uh, like, yeah. No, I, I I talked last week about the insane amount of money I had to pay for a pandemic computer. Um, it's crazy because I could go to another pre-build company right now and basically check every box, like give me the hottest shit you can sell, including a forty ninety. Yeah, and it is like two grand cheaper than this computer. Oh my that I god. Bought. No thanks. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. Thanks, crypto. Yeah, it's a it's a bad time all around. Um, so there were two versions of the forty eighty, and uh, one of them was this twelve gig version that they kind of swept under the rug. That there were a lot more differences with that card than just the RAM. You know, it was like, oh, right. this has like fewer compute cores. It's this. It's that. Like it, it is it is really a lower class of card uh, compared to the other forty eighty. That is, that is still coming out. Uh, and so prior to these cards even getting announced and, and the specs kind of leak, sorry. <clears throat> and the specs kind of leaking out and stuff like that, everyone kind of assumed that this card was going to be called the 4070. Right. And when it wasn't, they were like, that seems deceptive. <laughs> um, and I, some, I don't know what happened in the chain of events here, but uh, NVIDIA has decided to just not release that card. And they're referring to, they say, so... They say having two GPUs with the 4080 designation is confusing. So we're pressing the unlaunch button on the 4080 12 gig. <laughs> the 4080 16 gig is amazing and on track to delight gamers everywhere on November 16th. If the lines around the block and enthusiasm for the 4090 is any indication, the reception for the 4080 will be awesome. End of story. <laughs> yeah, um, I'd love to know what ha- it seems like. A, like, I'd love to know what internal uh, battle happened in like, did they have these components left over and we're like oh we can make this subclass of card or like there's the this type of uh you know consumer that we're trying to attract to and then the right. marketing people were like oh, i don't know and it just like i'd love to know what the actual how it happened in the first place i mean in a way it's kind of cool to see them make decisive action on it and seems like the right call nobody seems to be cribbing for this at all like yeah disappointed. No, it's it's um <laughs> but you know there's if, if you want to get a, a different you know, the competitors are offering like really good graphics cards at significantly lower prices. So it's almost like mm-hmm. NVIDIA is almost better served just carving out the high end for themselves. Yeah. And uh, and not offering too many lower end options, especially when the 4090 sells out like this. And they're like, well, we don't, you know, maybe at some point they thought like, well, we need to offer a full slate because some people aren't going to be able to afford $1,600. And they're like, oh, well, whatever. We're selling as many as we can make anyway. Let's devote those resources to just making more 4090s. Yeah. And we can worry about this problem later. Um, or, or, you know, I, some people have tried to speculate, which I don't think is the case, but like, oh, well, they were going to get a class action lawsuit against them for calling it a 4080. I don't think that would happen. But um, no. And yeah, it could. there's so many different wheels here. There could be a thing where their investors want more of their things on shelves. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just they don't want stuff selling out all the time. And maybe that helps with like some sort of infantry um you know issue it's it's always so hard to tell with this sort of stuff it's 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 way above my pay grade um, yeah but it's yeah. I'm, I'm sure that it was just one of those situations where there's just a line graph and then the lines cross or somewhere they're like right. oh it actually we shouldn't we should we should not yeah. do this it made sense you were before, right. but maybe should, mm, yeah. yeah yeah um and so they reverse course. Uh, so did they ever come out? Were they out for a little while? No. Are they like collector's editions no, now? No, okay, no. Uh, right. I'm but sure. I'm sure some exist, right? But I wonder yeah. if they're going to rebadge <laughs> them as 4070s and sell them next year, or or, right. or what happens there. But um, 
but those those things do probably exist in in some quantity or if they're just like mm. you know th- there's probably some in some channel somewhere who knows um Sony is getting ready to put some controllers into the channel early next year the DualSense Edge is going to release globally on January 26th this is their version of the Pro controller the Elite controller whatever you want to call it it's a higher end PlayStation 5 controller and is going to sell for $200 for edge lords around the world all of you who love to just be edging always on the edge i, you know? I love to edge but like honestly uh th- this is a bit much for me it's uh that's more expensive than the xbox elite controllers were when they came out i've seen uh you know it, it, it's the cool thing about these controllers is that they will have like replaceable joystick hardware basically um, not just the domes and, and, you know, like, oh, I, I want it to feel this way because the, the Xbox controllers did that. Like the physical sticks themselves, you can replace from the looks of it. Um, and so at that point, you know, the, the, one of the things people complain about is stick drift. And over time, yeah, right. these controllers, you know, kind of starting to suck a little bit. They could fix that across the board with higher quality hardware and going with Hall Effect sticks or, or, or what have you. But like, um, instead they've just made it so you can replace those parts if they start to act up. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, so let's see, what are you getting for $200? You're getting a controller, a cable, two standard analog stick caps, two high dome caps, two low dome caps, two half dome back buttons, two lever back buttons, um, and a connector housing and a carrying case. So it will have, uh, rear buttons sort of like the steam deck does, but it only has okay. two of them. Which I've seen some people say for this kind of money, it should definitely have four because the whole point of having those triggers is for players who don't ever want to use the face buttons. They don't ever want to take their thumb off the right stick. And so yeah. they want to have four on the back for replicating all of the face buttons. So it sounds like even for that pro market, they're not even necessarily hitting what that market might think of as a bare minimum. Yeah. And that's a little weird. Um, it's a weird one. Yeah. I, I often wonder who wants the Pro Controllers whole cloth. I mean, the Elite one was good, but, I mean, they must sell. They must yeah. sell a lot as well. Or maybe the markup on them is so high that they don't need to sell a lot. Like, they're just, right. you know, how, how many more components are in this than the standard one, really, you know, for right. them. Yeah. It um, does seem like a lot. And the, the Elite Controllers were kind of finicky. Like, they would, there were yeah. like just, just build quality things with them where they would they would fall apart a little bit over time. Uh, which was sort of a bummer. They're now selling a white version of the Series 2 controller for Xbox that is in a cheaper package that doesn't come with all the hardware and bits and bobs. And oh, really? You can swap out and, and all, you can buy all that stuff separately, but then it's you know the same price. But but even at full price, that thing was not $200. And that's a lot of money. I don't think I like the PlayStation 5 controller enough to want to do this. I, I, I just, I don't know. I... The, I, it got me really thinking about the PS5 controller for the first time in a little while, and I've been playing some games on PS5 lately that is, have had me holding that controller a bit more than I have over the past few months. And uh, I think that controller is a little on the heavy side. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah there's just something like it's 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 got a nice heft and a bulk to it and all that stuff, and that's great. But like, there's just a I don't know the weight distribution on it doesn't feel right for my wrists and hands and stuff. Like there's just something about it. Like I don't, I don't want to hold it for long periods of time. I don't think I love mm-hmm. the face buttons on it. Um, it's a cool controller. The triggers are really neat when they, when publishers decide to do something with that. Yeah. But like, yeah. 
Hmm. First party publisher, first party teams yes. decide to do something yeah, exactly, like that. Yeah, exactly. Because um, they have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. Is it, yeah. Would you get one out of uh, out of interest, out of out of, of out of journalistic <clears throat> need? Maybe I don't know. Like I, I potentially, I, I would consider it at least. But um, I don't know. I wonder, yeah, I don't have to be hard to come by. Well, so they're going to well. start selling them um, end of January just directly through their store, and then it'll be another month before they start selling them at retail. Your camera is frozen, by the way. Oh, um, shit. All right. And, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, it, it'll have a, a month of sales through through the PlayStation Direct store, which is how I bought my faceplates to begin with. And I bought my my black faceplates, which I thought was very fun. Um. Let's see. We are waiting for Danny to reconnect here. He is not reconnected. He is theoretically reconnected. But now you're seeing two shots of me. It was me all along. Beefo Brady here. Boy, got, no. no. Uh, let's get, there he is. Hi. Hey, what's up? Certainly wasn't trying to do an Irish accent while you were gone. <laughs> Top of the morning. Can you speak any Irish? Do you want to learn how to speak some Irish? Yeah. What do, what do I got to say? My mom just um, went to Ireland for the first time nice yeah and because we have my my grandfather on her side is full blood irish and then his parents were there so lived there so, terrific do you know where the, where she went at all where in my beloved isle <laughs> no she ended up someone she knows ended up winning some very fancy trip uh oh, where God. they got to stay at all these like golf resorts and so they went to ireland yeah. and scotland and, and did this whole thing and uh it sounds like she had a great time eating food in castles and stuff like that terrific yeah, yeah that's uh, that's all we do back home yeah no that's, that's yeah play I mean, golf and eat food in castles yeah everyone knows Typical. it yeah and drink um, I'm drinking buck fast the entire time yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah, get some of that delicious bucky um mm-hmm. straight from the monks uh i'm trying to think what video game is and and in uh in a computer is Reavera, i believe Reavera, am i right irish Reavera? people watching this wow. Reavera, yeah Ismalum Rivera, you could say. I love computers. Ismalum Rivera. Would anyone ever say that? Is there anyone so dedicated to the language in this day and age? That, yeah, that... there's like parts of the country where they speak it like 24 mm. 7. You know, they call them Gueltocts, these part of, you know, real holdouts. Um, yeah. And then everyone has to learn it, obviously, like all <laughs> from primary school through, you know, what you call high school or whatever. Yeah um what you'd call high school i'm an american now <laughs> what we'd what we'd call what we, what we would call high school <laughs> you might call but it's like but yeah we're all dog shit at it because it's like you know it's yeah. just we're forced to, it's a it's a really tricky language it's there's more irregular verbs than regular verbs it's okay. a nightmare to to learn yeah. yeah the one thing that every irish person knows how to say is which means can i go to the bathroom please which is okay. what you say to the teacher when you want to you got want to go go for a go for a slash, you know. Yeah. Uh yeah. you can't just say I want to go for a slash. No, cuz then they'll like hit hit you or something. Okay. You know, yeah. you know, it's weird. I like when I now that I'm sitting my like my my kid to school and like talking to my wife about her like her like school times and I'm like telling her about like you know, we were talking about because it's like, yeah, I went to an all boys school. We wore a uniform. I wore you. Mm. I n- never was in a class with a girl or didn't yeah. wear a uniform to school until I went to university. But I was talking to her about um, she, my daughter was asking me about what about what I played with at school during lunch break. And I was like, we just had a concrete yard. Like, 
there was <laughs> and my stood around. Like, Maybe someone had what? a ball. Like, no, no. Yeah, uh, yeah. She was, she was like, and I was like, what? Did you guys have like jungle gyms and stuff? She was like, yeah. And I was like, no. It was just like a couple of hundred of us. It was a big concrete yard. Kind of looked like a prison. Mm-hmm. And but I said we all played football. Like we all play soccer or whatever. You know, we kick a ball around. And she was like, oh, the school provided the balls. And I was like, no, we had to bring our oh, own. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> but but and none of this seemed weird. And she was like, why didn't they do this? And I was like, because if they built something, the country was poor, somebody would have broken it. And then they would have said, they wouldn't have the money to fix it. And then they would have said, this is why we don't give you things, because you break them. Yeah. And then someone <laughs> and then would get hurt on the broken thing. And Yeah. Yeah. Totally, oh. yeah. Jimmy will break his, break his arm, break his collarbone. <laughs> and then we had one. We used to play with big footballs, big soccer balls. I remember one day our team was playing it we used to play on this like hill it was like a 30 degree hill so we had to swap at half time because it was like impossible if you're a goalkeeper on the bottom oh, God. bottom of the hill yeah. it was like a nightmare it was all concrete as well so you were, all our trousers were torn to shit but one of the lads hit the ball and of course we had to bring our own balls in so he had like this awfully heavy weird ball made of mm-hmm. plastic big twine it was like a basketball this thing was and he kicked it and miss flavin was going for a drink of tea <laughs> fucking right in the face just like ah. broke broke the cup all of us oh, were just man. like, like the, Run. when the ball got hit it was like slow-mo like fuck and it happened and then that was the one time the school bought us balls because they forced us to use these tiny <laughs> like tiny little balls and the spin that our pre- that our headmaster put on it was that Pele learned how to play balls kicking around plastic bags and that we would be good at football if we use these sure <laughs> tiny little balls yeah. so and this is like the 90s like this i'm not i'm not, oh, i'm only wow. 36 this yeah. isn't like yeah yeah you know, it's just a bit weird I, my elementary school was definitely like mostly just a concrete fenced in yard but okay yeah but they had painted lines down for you to theoretically play games like four square so if you had a ball <laughs> which the, the you know they'd have like eight balls for the whole class so you could like go like <laughs> i want to get a ball and if you got the balls first that you had the balls you could try oh, to cool. check it out and they, they try to make it fair somehow but like and they had a um the only other thing they had was a wooden wall that you could play handball on Oh, so you had the big red rubber ball and you would, you would hit that onto the, the wall and, and play handball with, with people. And it was like a racquetball esque. It's like, it's like racquetball, but you were using your hands on on one of these red rubber balls. And then they also had, um, there was like a, a little bit of a jungle gym kind of sandboxy kind of area, but it was really small. It wasn't like the whole class was going to be able to fit in there or anything like that. But so it was really, yeah, it was just like, we just stood around a bunch um, that's where kids got cool ideas. Like, all right, if you stand back up against this wall and then I lean on your chest with my hands like this, with all my oh, weight, yeah. eventually yeah. you'll pass out. And that'll pass be awesome. Out, yeah. And, and uh, for a couple of seconds before you do it, it'll feel yeah, like, you'll feel like, like, like you're awesome. drunk or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and so we did that. I, I, I never had that done to me, but I did it to people. Um, I, I just remembered that our school was, uh, like it was, it was, there was two yards. It was the big yard and the little yard. And they talked about when you went from the little yard to the big yard, when you grew up, mm-hmm. you got your big yard baiting, which was that you got beaten up by the big kids. So it never fucking happened, but they, they talk about it. But when you, I remember the big yard, there was a bunch of fancy houses that were like adjoined to the school. Like they were sort of like mm-hmm. as close to a mansion you could, as you'd get in my hometown. They were like nice private estates. They were right there. And it was a wall, which in my mind's eye was like 10 foot tall. It was probably only like maybe seven foot tall or something. And we yeah. used to be able to like try and look up, like, you know, you oh, pay, yeah, yeah. pick someone up to have a look over. But the top of that wall to stop people from doing it was cement that had been poured with broken glass. Oh, jeez, What the fuck? Like, 
I know, yeah. And like, I remember we used to go up and you'd, you'd be careful where you put your hands because, like, 80 years ago, someone had put in broken glass. Like, it was all sticking up out of yeah. the top of the thing. So, fucking next to a school. I never, like, until now, it, it was just normal. I just, and they, yeah, I just remembered, like, that's, I, they surely changed those walls. They, there's no way. That is that some there. fucking Borderlands, fucking end of the world type shit, a wall <laughs> topped with broken glass. That broken is some glass. fucking makeshift apocalypse prison type stuff. That's not even crazy. The shit that you just think is normal. Yeah. Your kids. I think we, you know, we, we could at least afford barbed wire, you know, to, to <laughs> right. try to keep, keep kids from climbing stuff. But it's like one step more acceptable because like right. barbed wire, theoretically, you see it before it's too yeah, late. Right. But if yeah. you're climbing over one of these walls, it's like we knew it was there because, uh, yeah, you know, we saw it, it every day. The hard but way. Like, yeah. But yeah, if you're at nighttime jumping over a wall and then fucking, I don't know, maybe, maybe like 80 year old glass is like a little bit softer. Maybe it's been weather beaten yeah. a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. Some of the edges either dulled or sharpened by the elements. Good point. Uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe a bit sharper. Uh, Facebook bought some VR studios. This came kind of in conjunction with them announcing that headset that no one's going to buy. Uh, <laughs> $1,500 for the Quest Pro. I just don't think that's going to work. <laughs> but they also went and bought Armature, which was the studio started by X Retro folks. And they did Recore. I think that yes. was maybe their most recent. No, they. they Anyway, the most recent console game that I think they did was ReCore. Um, and then they were the studio that was working on that uh, first-person shooter Mega Man game that got killed called Maverick Hunter that uh, some footage leaked out a few years ago. But that was the game that I, when it was described to me, it was described as like Dark Mega Man. <laughs> and Oh, hell um, yeah. It just, yeah, it just seemed like an abysmal project from top to bottom, but I don't know. Uh, they also bought Twisted Pixel. You oh, may you're remember, kidding. Yeah, no. For, you may wow. remember from Splosion Man and Gunstringer. But then at some point after they... So they, they got bought by Microsoft, if you remember correctly. Okay. And then they sense. they went independent again. They pulled a bungee. And Twisted Pixel really? uh, got out of that and went indie again. And started making VR games like Wilson's Heart. And they did a few other ones uh, that huh. I believe were published by Oculus. Um, and so now they have been acquired by facebook meta um uh, oh. and, and now they're they're over there I, yeah gun stringer hell of a game yeah um, everyone loves explosion man you guys yeah. did a lot of coverage of explosion man on giant bomb i remember yep. did you guys have, the, have them in there a couple times i think yeah i think i think they, the they, they came through mm. and then gun stringer was just like a hilarious kind of send-up of like the mad dog mccree era light gun <laughs> yeah. shooter and uh, there was the the Wavy Tube Man Chronicles, which was a, a DLC for Gunstringer. That was a fun thing. Uh, and and I don't know that that was pretty awesome. And then the third studio they have acquired is Camouflage. Ryan Payton with a J. Yes, Camouflage with a J. Which they did that Iron Man VR game. They also did Republic. Hmm. And interesting. Uh, yeah, God. Iron Man VR was originally a PlayStation VR game, but it is coming to Quest next month. So, um, so this is all presumably for meta, for metaverse stuff, right? Well, I, you is know, that, if, if, or, I don't, I don't know. I, like they're still going to have to make games, right? They're still yeah, going to have to ship right. software. So I, I don't know how much of this will end up funneling into the giant fucking vacuum that is Jesus. horizons or, or whatever. But I, I assume that these people will be, you know, working on on separate projects and, and still looking to ship games. Cause that thing does still have a storefront. Right. It still does still have all that stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, Facebook, the, the, the 
process of, of Facebook and Oculus funding VR projects and some of the behaviors that they've exhibited. I, I heard some stories that didn't sound great. At least these studios are just getting acquired instead of jerked around. Yeah, uh, it may also be a byproduct of that, perhaps, that like yeah. people are, you know, maybe they can't get people to make games for this. Well, yeah. More. So this is the best way of doing it is to bring it all in-house. But... Yeah, and, and they, you know, it's like they've been trying to, they've been having to fund a lot of games anyway, so at some point maybe just might as well right. just buy them. Yeah. Um, and we'll we'll see how that all goes. I don't know. Like that, mm. I, I feel, it feels like the next moves in VR are going to be PlayStation VR 2, and then at some point Valve's going to announce Deckard or, you know, whatever their, you know, Quest-esque standalone VR headset appears to be from from all those leaks and, and all that other informed speculation. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of speculation, it, it sounds like, uh, well, this is maybe a little bit more than that. Call of Duty, uh, we've heard reports that there's not going to be a full-fledged, full-priced Call of Duty game next year. Right. That they're going to take a year off, which they desperately need to do. And based on the beta of Modern Warfare 2, I'm going to say this seems like the year to do it. That seems like a good game that if they support it well, it could have legs. Uh, and uh, I guess these legs are going to come in the form of a variety of content, including potentially new premium content for the Call of Duty ecosystem in 2023. A Call of Duty leaker got out there and said that, uh, yes, there's going to be some new stuff sold next year. Bloomberg corroborated that and said it will include campaign stuff. So, right. Like instead of shipping a full fledged new game next year, they will ship all the pieces of one with a bunch of new maps. Also that this may include uh, that, that this pack may include a bunch of remakes of original modern warfare two maps, which could be fun. Um, and that game is out this week. Yeah. It's crazy. It's happening. We're, we're in it now. Yeah. You can tell everyone's doing reviews and Dude, it, it, yeah, it is. I have gone from, like oh what am i gonna what am i gonna play it's like like i i've been playing like four games that i can't talk about yet uh (laughs) and it's 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 fun to be in this time of year in a a weird way but also like holy shit a lot of stuff sure did happen all at once and uh it was nice to yes now yes the uh, the list of companies so i i was really bad about reaching out to publishers uh because there was so much happening all at once getting back to being alone and and not having time to do all that sort of stuff I think as a result of the last few weeks of games coming out and all this other stuff, there's only one now that I think I need to figure out who to get a hold of and, uh, and, and, or one or two, two actually, but, um, you're on all the mailing lists now. Yep. Games are showing up. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. I got a pair, I got a pair of headphones with street fighter branding on them the other day. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Review coming soon. Right, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, the Final Fantasy VII Battle Royale that everyone God, loved. I, yeah, I forgot this thing even existed, Jeff. It has a name. Uh, the First Soldier. Final Fantasy VII, The First Soldier. Uh, it is ending service on January 11th. They're shutting it down. It launched in November, so that's uh, a little over a year. Yeah, in and out. Fail fast. You know? Yep. Yeah. That's what they say. They're like, hey, can we put blockchain shit in this? No, shut it down. I mean, it, may, it makes sense. When they make these games, that's that's the, you know, that's the way of it a lot of the times, especially with like online stuff where they're they're figuring it out as they're launching it. Yeah. Like, it, it shouldn't be that surprising in many ways. Um, no, no. And I think you, you probably know in the first month or something if a game is going to catch fire. Yeah. 
and and yeah. then you're like, okay, well, how long do we? What are we? What yeah. are we really doing here? Um, give give it a year of fixing some stuff. Did it work? Did we get more? Did the curve change? No. Nope. Oh, All right. Okay. Cool. Well, hopefully we learned something along the way. Shut it down. After mm. almost a year of jumping around on chocobos, mashing it up in melee battles, and sniping from the rooftops of Midgar Undercity, <laughs> it is with, yeah, it is with a heavy heart that we are announcing the end of service for Final Fantasy VII: The First Soldier. Despite all our efforts to bring you regular updates with fresh and exciting content, we haven't been able to deliver the experience that we were hoping to and that you all deserve. So we've made the extremely tough decision to end service. We would like to thank you for supporting us over the past year. You're welcome. Yeah, no problem. I did download yeah. it. I played through part of the tutorial uh, when it first came out and I was like, this doesn't seem like the worst thing in the world. And there then, you go. Stick it then, on the box. Yeah. And then never, never played it again. I've, I've yeah, I had forgotten all about this. I think I still have it installed, honestly. Um, too many games, Jeff. It's too many games. No, yeah, that's yes. There are there Says are the guy playing games. Portal Two and the last, <laughs> of the last week. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. Like I, I went to bed early last night, and I was like, "Well, let's. I don't know. Let's play some Atari Twenty Six Hundred games before bed." <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, okay, um, you're worse yeah. than me. Good. Yeah, no, it's yeah, definitely. Um, well, there may be too many games, but there are definitely not too many places left that cover them. Oh boy. Uh, Comcast has pulled the plug on G4 um, in yeah. a really shitty way. Uh, I guess this they get, was... A, yeah, they got Wario 64 to announce it. Yeah. That was weird. Hashtag ad. Uh, <laughs> Amazon affiliate link to Adam Sessler pillows. Um, yeah. Hope he got scratched for that one. Yeah. Uh, this sucks, man. So, so this is, I guess, yeah. a memo... Well, okay. This is actually like now that I'm like the verbiage on this deadline Hollywood story is uh, it says in a memo set to be sent out to all employees, implying that when they got a hold of the memo, it had not been sent out yet. Huh. Uh, Spectacore CEO. So this is this is a division of Comcast. So let's so Spectacore is a division of Comcast that I, I believe runs their esports operation and they run the Philadelphia team in the Overwatch League, I believe. Okay. And this whole division, as I understand it, is a kind of a pet project for the son of the CEO. Oh. Um, huh. At least th Wild. that end of it. I don't know if the G4 revival was part of that pet project per se, but uh, it, the, it, the whole thing, when this got announced, and, and once I dug into that little aspect of it and saw like, let me get this straight. The CEO's son runs this division. Hmm. This doesn't seem like a a good thing. Um, yeah, so this sounds like the deadline got a hold of the memo before it was sent out. So they this came out Sunday. People found out on yeah. Twitter that they had lost their jobs. People were on flights finding out, like, oh, by the way, you're don't come to work on Monday, um, or I guess come to work on Monday and get your shit. I I don't know how that aspect of it went. I this is terrible. Like the idea that. That this would there leak, were, I mean, yeah. not that there's a, you know, you're losing your job the same way, like, regardless, right? It's fucking fucked either way, but to have it, like, leak this way and get posted on a Sunday when you're trying to live your life uh, seems like the absolute worst way for this to go. Yeah, for for a, for a staff that I assume, I'd be pretty light on my feet after I worked at G4. You know, they, they were hustling to try and, you know, say what you want about the end product or whatever, but, like, I, I'm sure that they 
knew that not the right they had a bit of some layoffs during yeah. the summertime like i'm sure they were like hustling because they knew that this wasn't like a job for life you know what i mean right yeah like, i think golden boy was on was in contract negotiations for yeah. his next you know what i mean so like it was and this was this seems like it's so high up the stream right this is like a cord getting cut real at, a, at like exec level yeah. that just like but but yeah it's completely even for those people who are kind of braced maybe for something you know this is nuts that yeah it can just happen so fast and so brutally it was really hard to you know it was really hard for me to get a handle on what g4 was supposed to be this time around when they announced it and yeah. started having their like because they they announced it at like comic-con or something like that and tried to be like we never stop playing g4 is back and then they launched it and it wasn't on tv but it didn't seem to be on like streaming set-top box services either like they do have a pluto channel now right but they didn't i don't believe they did then and so it just the whole thing seemed like a super expensive twitch channel and um as someone who has run a pretty expensive twitch channel in the past i i know how that goes uh but it's it's yeah it's it's a really fucking it's just the whole thing seemed really strange it it felt like that they were always like even still like i think now even if you there's like a where do i go to watch g4 like page on their site that doesn't immediately have like a good clear answer and it kind of yeah, never did i remember the youtube channel stuff they split out too because they had like an attack of the show one and they right. had there's an g4, x play right? channel yes and, yeah. yeah they had to sort of divvy that stuff up um yeah, it's weird. I, I, I kind of th- I know a lot of people were like critical of like some people were like, oh, all I wanted to see was the old crew. So like I was excited when I saw that they had like Sessler back and all that sort of stuff. Um, And then other people were like, you know, you know, I don't know any of these young people. But then, of course, like you can't launch a channel with a bunch of, you know, huh. old fogies either. You know? No, so, like, no, not, in, that in my head, not at that scale. No. And in my head, well, I, I can appreciate some of what they were trying to do. Obviously, the execution and whatever the end product is 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 subjective but like i think if you launch something that big you have to sort of have like a scattershot approach and see what works yeah i I just don't know if any of it did in the end like it never seemed like they got critical mass on like i thought austin was seemed to be really good when he was working on stuff i don't know if they ever got sorry ever got the numbers on some of their like the twitch numbers and the youtube numbers always felt a little bit like especially when like you're looking at it with like dollar sign eyes we are like right. Dude, there's yep. a lot of people producing these shows like yes. this, these are expensive productions like they've got office together. space they've got this that you know yes that that is that's kind of the the audit i went through over the weekend after this came out i was like well let's go look at like how many views were they getting on videos and and all this other stuff like they got a uh they they said they scored an interview with reggie which seemed to be a very big right. deal. Uh, Peter Moore them. Peter was Moore. there for yeah, one yeah. as well. Yeah. And you go look at some of those and the view counts on those. And you think about like how many people work there. The, this is uh, so I guess post layoffs and stuff like that. This is according to deadline, a few dozen employees and contract workers are affected by the shutdown. Comcast said it will assist them without placement and consider them for some internal opportunities. Um, which, yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. This thing also always looked incredibly expensive to me but also doing it during a pandemic and you know, there was a while there that they were in their studio that it seemed like that COVID got bad again. So then they were not in their studio again. And so just the whole thing seemed a little bit snake bit from the beginning because it just didn't seem like there was a clear indicator of like, okay, I, when I think of G4, I think of a linear television network. I think about turning on my TV and catching it. Mm-hmm. What is it now? It, it never really felt like there was an answer because there was always this thing of like, well, right now we're doing these shows, but eventually we want to, you know, and, and, and next year we're going to be doing the, and, and just, 
that never happened. And, and so I just, I don't know. I never really got a, a sense of what it was supposed to be. And then they had stuff like, you know, Kevin Pereira was on there pushing some NFT shit. And it was just like, a, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't a good yeah. early headline for them for yeah. sure. Um, just a number of, of things like that. They're just like, ah, what? I'm not really sure. But I, I, I also, I, I came to really respect G4 uh, over the course of their run. Like initially, I think, you know, not knowing any of the people over there other than the X-Play crew because they were originally GameSpot TV. Right, GameSpot TV, yeah, of course. Um, it just looked like a bunch of suits making decisions and making bad ones about like what they thought the kids wanted to see about video games. And mm. and then we went down there and produced some shows with them. Uh, we, GameSpot did a week of um, Cinematech which was typically a show where they just showed trailers. And so it was just like, they just were cutting together thematic half hours of video game trailers and other stuff like that. And then doing like pop-up video style annotation around it. Funny. And then we went down there and actually wrote like a full week of those shows and, and, you know, put ourselves in them in in a lot of cases and, and all that sort of stuff. And it was super fun, but also I got to meet a lot of the people who were down there doing it and realized like, Oh man, everyone here cares so much about games and they fucking love video games and they love making great video game content, Hmm. but they work for fucking Comcast. (laughs) Um, And so there's reruns of Bill Bellamy cop show and, you know, like all cheaters and all the other stuff that just kind of clogged up that network. And so I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm a little more easygoing on this than I certainly was then, but I was very much hard line about like, I think gaming information is strong enough to warrant its own thing. I don't want you to water it down with a bunch of fucking horse shit. And so it was always really disappointing to see that there were people fighting that fight as hard as they could. Um, and not always winning all those fights, you know? So you think about the, gosh, the, the E3 that like they were getting ready. It was with the halo trailer or something. And then G4 cut to commercial. Oh my as the God. trailer in, a, in an E3 press conference was starting and like Sessler's there live, like I'm like, what the wow. fuck did you just do? Um, and wow, like they had negotiated to get the exclusive broadcast rights for this fucking thing. And then they fucking cut the commercial on them in the middle of the fucking thing. And you know, that to me is G4 G4 to me was all, <laughs> I always looked at it as like, there's a lot of people who really care about games, but they're doing it for this gigantic corporation that very much does not care about games. Right. And it was the same thing you saw with like the Spike TV video game awards. When you go like, why does the Spike TV video game awards have so many celebrities on it that don't care about games? It's because Spike TV thinks that that's how you get people to tune in because they don't respect video games. Mm. And so that was always my thought on, on G4 was it was really run by people who did not respect video games, but that everyone on the ground was trying their fucking damnedest. And there's a lot of good fucking people there. A lot, I think a handful of them work at Epic now. Uh, right. They went over there and but yeah, I don't know. It, it's so, so to me, G4 was always this really weird thing. So when they announced it was coming back, I was like, you bringing back the Bill Bellamy show? Like what, you know, what, what, yeah, what, the fuck it, is, it, what, it, what is G4? Yeah. Everyone felt like it, there was a sort of an, I think pr- pretty unanimous feeling that it felt against the grain, which also, I guess you can see as disruptive. Like was yeah. it Ven? I think was yeah, the Venn. previous sort of big play this so, so clearly like somebody load of money <laughs> right yeah. That's, yeah and this clearly you know was a big investment and a, and a big play like they weren't trying to make you know a rooster teeth or yeah. a kind of funny or a giant but you know what i mean they were trying to clearly there has been multiple people who thought that there is this i don't know what it is but this sort of like 
top of the media pyramid for video games position that nobody has really dominated and taken yet. That's what they seem to think. And like, if you look at IGN, for instance, and what they're doing, like they they have a backbone of web traffic that comes from the much cheaper uh, to create text. Um, and they also, you know, they, they're super diversified. They have YouTube. They, you know, have some Twitch stuff, I know, but they also are very good on social. Yeah. Um, but but clearly, both of those companies thought that there's the top of this this video pyramid. But video is so expensive. Yeah. And like... And if you don't have distribution the, for it, you're just like, you're pissing in the wind because there's 100%. hours and hours. There's just so much competition for video on the internet that like... You know, going and launching a new, even though they had their old YouTube channels that already had subscribers on them. And so they were kind of like theoretically tapping right. into something and they had the name brand and, and all this other stuff. It was a different enough thing that was presented and distributed in a different way. And I just don't think people ever found it. I think people, even people that would have theoretically been open to the idea of G4 coming out or open to the idea of the content that, that team was making. Fuck if it was G4 right. or, or whatever. It's just they just never found it because there was no marketing behind it. Like, you know, I've seen it time and time again, like these fucking big companies come in and just think that this shit fucking sells itself. And they're just like, yeah, yeah. You're just like hey, what, you know, wait, what, what if we put some uh, marketing muscle behind this? Then we could really get some eyeballs on it. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Huh? We can have another meeting on this topic. No, no, we're not. Okay, great. All right. I'll sit over here then. Fuck me. <laughs> um, and, you know, like, like that's that story is as is, is fucking old as time um yeah and and twitch being that sort of democratized thing they're like oh you know if we build it they will come probably comes into it um i I think as as well there is a there is a brutality with the public nature of metrics that did not exist when g4 was around before and i remember this affecting like GameSpot, for instance too where like suddenly if there were youtube versions of videos or you know it was easier for media companies to obfuscate the true nature of their audience and the size of that audience and how engaged that audience was. And what that audience was actually watching. It's like, yeah, you got a million people a day, but what are they actually looking at? Um, 100%. And I think if you had a closed box video system, like for instance, GameSpot back in the day, or you're going out on, you know, Nielsen numbers are so weird. Like you can fudge that stuff to a certain amount. When people can just go on your Twitch archive or YouTube channel and see how many people watched the thing, it completely, I think it, it, it's trouble sometimes for companies like that to, to when it comes to like ad sales and stuff. Totally. Um, and, and yeah. you know, if, if you're looking at an operation and going like, okay, you have what, like 12 people here doing this thing, streaming on Twitch, and um, you're getting beat by a factor of 10 by a, one person in a bedroom in Canada, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. what the fuck are we paying for? Like, why yeah. why are we... You know, because you're not getting enough numbers for us to put big sponsors against this content. Like, it's not, you know, like they're, you're not giving the sales team anything to really work with. But at the same time, I don't think any of that is the fault of the people who were fucking making the content. You know, you can only do so well, much when you're in that role, right? I mean, you know, you, you, you have the resources you have. You're going to go out there and do the best you can. But at the end of the day, especially trying to launch something new in this day and age when Google's SEO is so set in stone with a lot of this fucking... You know, it's like you said, IGN, like, yeah, I mean, IGN has only gotten bigger as far as I know, you know, they're, yeah. they've, they're far and away the, the leader when it comes to your comp scores or, or, or whatever. I don't think anyone else is even fucking trying anymore. Hey, um, well, talk about like fandom, like that, that, there's a company whose entire like 
business is yeah. based on a great seo and and really having a lot of ads i was <laughs> I, mean, like, I was trying to, to fucking out. so I, I was looking up trying to see if there was a release date for frozen 3 or if it had been announced or like what's the status okay, of frozen yeah. 3 because that's something okay, I, i'm gonna need to know yeah i i can, I can see where you're coming from jeff <laughs> I I I, yeah. I also live in that world of needing to know when the next Frozen is out for good. The first sake. result I got was some fucking fandom site wow. that was like a it was uh all fake shit. So it was like, <laughs> like it was a- like it was like people writing fan fiction about Disney stuff, but that fan fiction included a release date for Frozen Three, and wow. so that SEO'd just enough in their weird fucking sick game that if you go look for a fucking release date for Frozen Three, it's like yeah, it's November twenty twenty four. Yeah, no, it's going to it's going to debut at this theater and then it's going to go wide on this date because someone decided they wanted to start a wiki devoted to fake fucking uh, Disney shit. And so that's the number one result that I got. And I was just like, what the fuck? But also the, awesome. the, the thing you run into with that stuff is wiki traffic, forum traffic. A lot of that type of traffic is generally viewed as low quality traffic. So selling well, ads yeah. against it, you're really just like. You're just throwing up whatever display you can get away with. And it's it's not high priority. You're not selling big ticket sponsorships there. So it's like, yeah, you got a fuck ton of traffic, but no one wants to directly buy it because they don't fucking yeah. care about it. And so you're better off having, let's say, a site in the middle of that that you could anchor all that stuff to and say like, oh, here's something that at least appears to be premium in in some capacity. Maybe we could sell some sponsorship packages around that. Right. Or what if you, for instance, had the numbers of a pretty popular wiki website that you could just like add into your you know games reporting website and just say they're all the same numbers don't worry mm, about it yeah. Uh, yeah i don't know if i i don't know if pretty popular well, is the you, word yeah, i'd I mean, use on might, that but yeah 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 well when it comes to that specific aspect of the traffic um uh, but but i don't i don't know for sure um yeah it's um yeah i don't know like it's all it's all a six shell game now it has right. been it has been forever but yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe it's harder now and meanwhile, like, bit. you know, IGN still seems like they're doing fine, but they last time I looked, they had not hired a new editor-in-chief, had they, since Tina left. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if... Are they yeah, reorganized John or, is, or what John they... Is, yeah. Yeah. Dunno. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, they seem to be doing all right. As yeah. far as, you know, who knows? It does definitely feels like there's a bit of a squeeze coming in the media world. Uh, I mean, just you know, with, yeah, totally. You, know, you look at fan always, bite, always you look is, at, right? Yeah. Now, if, yeah, if I guess so. you look at it and you go like it, it, it it's very easy to see a world where 10 cent wakes up one morning and goes what we have yeah, what totally uh why do we have this? i was uh, yeah i was very disappointed for everyone but yeah. you know part of my job is is constantly looking at everyone else and seeing you know judging uh, you know the health of my company against everyone else and that was one that i always was like all right they probably need to get some of these numbers up i imagine for the amount of Mm-hmm. money that i apparently they i from my understanding everyone was treated well and worked and got paid well over there yeah. so you yeah. know but that could that comes at a cost right is it's it's tricky and obviously we had who else was there there was there was a big load of layoffs at future i think as well right yes it was yep. um yeah it sucks i don't know what the media what the landscape's like for those people as well like i hope everyone's able to because I don't know it, it if seems there's like, much hiring happening everywhere else or yeah. anything. Or it just seems like very bad times out there. Um, a lot of very talented people who are currently, yeah. Like, is it Elise who works over at? Um, she was at Waypo for a while as well, yeah. I think. Yeah. And uh, who's who stuck with it a visa? Like, there's the it's it's those types of um, right. 
you know, scenarios, you know, that, that really, I mean, I'm sensitive to that because that's the position I would have been in. Or maybe when, when the um, Red Venture stuff happened, it was the first thing I thought of was like Tomorrow and Lucy as well, that type of thing, you know, because yep. you're sensitive to it. But yeah, it sucks for, and, and now there's, because of this G4 thing, there's now a couple more dozen people who, at least the one thing that makes me feel better is I was looking at some of their um, LinkedIn's and stuff. A lot of mm. these people will get jobs in television. They're in yeah. LA. So right. hopefully it's not it's not as bad as when you write about video games. It's like <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, you're kind of you in have a, another a skill box. in another yeah. uh, line it's of work tricky. and 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 all of that other stuff. Yeah, no, it, it's it's been. I, I feel like it's been quietly brutal for a very long time. I just I think about the various buy and sell conversations that you know came up over the years. Um. But now it's very loudly brutal, and I don't think it's gonna. I don't. I don't really think it's gonna stop because I just don't think the. I don't think the ad money is there to support these yeah. types of operations anymore. Like I, I, I look at IGN and just think, like, man, I, I wonder if if they're really covering all their bases as well as they need to be, or, or if they're kind of up against it a little bit too. Because mm. you know, uh, video games feel different now. Like the the big game that then goes out and buys massive ad packages on Huge. the homepage of every video game website on launch day like that shit doesn't exist you think about like e3 comes around and ratchet and clank is on the fucking top of game spot right. or like and you know for years it was like samsung and some of these other big mainstream that was where all the money was right it was exactly. like yeah you, you, they would make that's money why you prepared for six months for that thing yes yeah, because e3 would you know would would get you there um and, and this year especially like like what's what what that you're 100 right and then factor in the fact that we are basically we're in sort of like the second phase of the COVID hangover and there just isn't trip. Like they must be, cannot wait for God of War to come out. Oh God. Yeah. You just, they haven't had. But since also, like, like, I, I, know, I since wonder cyberpunk, like, maybe? yeah, cyberpunk probably, I mean, but is, is God of War going to spend the way that, that Sony would have spent in right. the past? Because is that, is that ad space as lucrative or as useful as it used to be? Or should they just go out and buy ads on, youtube and twitch and, and you know right. should, where, where are those eyeballs they're not is, is it the ign homepage? like no but is at, it at deep, least there's is there pages on it? like ign and aggregate is huge right but like but yeah it's all like tiktok or it's insta the other thing is like the the ability to drive to generate content around those temple games but also in a way ragnarok is probably not a great fit for that because yeah. it's a single player linear you know what I mean? If it's if there's a if for instance, if Overwatch Two was hitting hard, which I don't, it feels like the sentiment is very much like this is just Overwatch, and yeah. it doesn't have that big bang. Yeah, like that's a game at least you could do like you know twenty character. I remember me and Chris and Andy, I think we produced a bunch of character i think chris and andy did most of it like ca character like how guys. do you use the metric guys yeah. and they did great yeah. and they put them up on youtube and they did traffic for years yeah like those moments for those sites it just doesn't seem you know in a in yeah. a world in which vampire survivor <laughs> is is in the conversation i guess elden ring was the last one was the last the only yeah, big one they so. had this yeah. year where yeah. you could make all that stuff around it yeah and value video over on youtube probably got all the views so. yeah and, and you know and and you know it, it leads to the editorial end of that is like, well, okay, you need to create your own tent poles. So you're like, okay, we've got game of the year. Right. Uh, if the E3 is not happening, can we come up with something else? Can we do this? Can we do our own big live stream? Can we do that? But it seems like a lot of sites when it came to just like, we need another tent pole or like, what's a really big tent pole for us? They all looked around and said, Amazon Prime Day. Right. Yeah. If we, if we right. really hit, if we really hit 
that hard with our affiliate links and yeah. write a lot of stories about what we think the best deals are. That's going to make I, us more money uh, than a game launch. That's going to make us more money than it's like everything is so fucked up now. I forgot about that. Do you remember the remember the the Christmas like holiday gift guides? Yeah, they were a huge yeah. revenue thing at GameSpot. Right, I remember back yeah. in the day we were doing like dads and grads shit around Father's Day and <laughs> and, and and you know graduation wow. and 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 so you would do your like you know here's our our picks for <laughs> but you know the affiliate business was not nearly as robust as it is now. Yeah. Um, though it's probably a little bit more cutthroat now than it, than it yeah. used to be because the that shell was game again. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and how can you trick Google into serving your affiliate links above everyone else's? <laughs> right. And you know, it's just, uh, I don't know. I, I guess uh, the, the takeaway is I'm glad to not have to fucking be a part of that. And thanks right. to everyone for keeping us solid, uh, <laughs> Over here at patreon.com slash Jeff Gersman or patreon.com slash no clip <laughs> and keeping us out of that disgusting uh yeah thing. I was going to but say yeah. cesspool, but huh. that seemed harsh, but also hmm. Hmm. you sit you you sit in the long enough because your own filth gets added to it. So oh, yeah. it becomes one. It's a it's a matter of matter of longevity. I was yeah, and I, I was, was the filthiest. <laughs> <laughs> I sat in it for longer than a person should. You did, yeah. You've um, sat in it for longer than most. Yeah. Um, let's see. Last little bits here. Some some dates and delays here. Star Trek Resurgence has been delayed to April 2023. That's a story-driven thing from... Uh, there's some X-Tale tale people putting that together. Uh, that seemed interesting. I saw that back yeah. in June at, uh, at Keeley's thing. Looks neat. And Looks like it, it's yeah. doing like what... Especially with Picard out at the moment. There's a lot of conversation about kind of what good star trek writing is like what star yeah. trek was the like sort of planet of the week mm-hmm. you know the the politics the dialogue it seems like they're going in that direction not the sort of like i don't know nypd blue bombast <laughs> of uh right. of picard you know yeah, yeah right yeah. yeah um and spider-man miles morales uh got announced they they confirmed oh. a date for that november 18th if you re- remember uh correctly this is the good spider-man game <laughs> do you not like the other one it was just it was bloated you know like the the it, stealth yeah, yeah, the the yeah. other stuff like miles morales i think is just a better more interesting story but also i think they got really good at realizing what was great about that first game and honing all that stuff down to be like yeah this is gonna be a shorter game but it's gonna be fucking badass start to finish you're right there um, was a lot of like uh, open world busy work in that first one yeah now it does absolutely yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll be curious to see how that loads on PCs because that was one of those first like early PS5 games. You were like, oh my God, the city is there already. Right. Um, and, and what we end up seeing on, on, I mean, obviously that'll vary from system to system, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be curious to see how that runs that. I guess that, that, that Spider-Man remastered port that came out a while ago, people seem to be mostly happy with that port. A lot of people played it on steam deck. You know, it was, mm. it was definitely runnable there as well. So uh, we've suddenly gotten really nor- used to Sony first party games on PC. Yeah, it's uh, it's wild. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it takes Arp. forever for them to get there. But and yeah, where's Bloodborne. where's Bloodborne? Yeah, I think the answer there is it's just not an IP that they own 100 percent of. And so probably a tricky or it's probably takes some work to make that happen. Yeah. And who gets to do it is the other, you know, from right. probably don't want to have to do that and maybe yeah. they also don't want to have anyone else do that <laughs> right you know that type of thing and then blue point probably only want to do it if it's a re redo they don't want it to you know it's i bet it's a lot of that shit or it's just like yeah nobody's 
Yeah, there's no elegant fit for it. Maybe and I think or Blue maybe Point, it's been Blue a development Point's busy with other stuff. So I, I think it's yeah, it's it's maybe right. it's also a case of just like when they finally came to the table and thought about who they would give it to, no one was even available. So yeah, um, so who knows? Uh, all right, that's gonna do it for the news. Why don't news. we get into some emails? Let's do it. I've got a button for that. No, I've got a news button. I don't have an email button. I can hit this button. Podcast at guard.bike is the email address that you can send your emails into, and I will take a look at them, and so on and so forth. Let's see here. Ben in Boston writes in and says, Two years in, how do you feel about the dual sense? Is its potential being utilized? Do you still think it has as much potential as you did when you first tried it? Will Astro's Playroom never be topped? Yeah, yeah. I've 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 stopped uh, hoping for that. I think. Yeah. And, and anytime any first party game does something interested in it, I'm like reminded that it does that. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah and sometimes it's a hassle. It makes the controller rattle. So like I'm I'm playing with a ring on, and so the controller will like rattle against my ring in a loud way that I I can't have it on if I have a baby sleeping in the room. Right. Um. And and that's that's kind of that's a weird thing to have to consider but that that's the noise of that controller ends up being a weird thing um i think astro's playroom was awesome and i think if every game was built in a way that it made sense to take advantage of all those things it could be cool but you know it's just like a lot of the other ps5 features the activity cards and uh and all that stuff where a lot of third parties are just gonna like code to the lowest common denominator like you know hey all these ps5 games have load times you know all the the talk prior to the release of yeah. the system about like oh we're gonna eliminate load times and do this and that's like yeah you kind of did in ratchet and in spider-man but uh just about any other game i'm playing on that platform loads like a motherfucker it's not you know yeah like yeah is it faster sure because it's a fucking ssd it's as fast as my pc has been for years so congratulations on catching up but it ain't they're not taking advantage it's, of it. It's as low as they were. need it to be for yes, everyone. Exactly. But like you said, coding to lowest common denominators, but you know, everything's out on everything now. So, you know, nobody's, there's, your success on PlayStation 5 does not depend on whether or not you have like those cards or some integrated DualShock stuff. So if it's not, they're not going to waste time on it. Like making games is complicated and hard enough without yeah. using resources on that stuff. So yeah, it yeah. almost seems like Sony has to, you know, advocate for those features and incentivize developers to use them uh one way or the other through money or by force like oh we're not gonna let you ship unless you take advantage of one of these four things yeah i bet their cert process has like some sort of like you need to have this many cards i forgot about the cards thing the only place i ever thought that was handy i think it was elden ring you could oh no it was demon souls remake right. the one that yeah. blue point did you could just jump straight to an area yeah from the, that was pretty neat actually yeah, but yeah. it also felt like a hack like it does it right it's like elegant. it's like they hacked fast travel into the game in a way that <laughs> totally. it shouldn't have and yeah uh, it, was, it didn't feel like, yeah it felt yeah, weird yeah. yeah absolutely um let's see here um Harold from Saskatchewan writes says when I was in university I took a movie class where we watched movies from various times and of different genres Many movies I wouldn't have normally watched of my own volition, such as Birth of a Nation and Metropolis mm. as a couple examples. We also watched several Hitchcock films and more contemporary films. I quite enjoyed being exposed to older and sometimes more obscure movies, as well as learning about facets of movies I took for granted, such as editing, lighting, etc. We looked at movies with long single shots that would have been extremely challenging to act and film, and others that were made up of several angles and shots edited together. Do you think we will ever see a four-credit video game appreciation class? 
And would you ever take up a gig at your local college? Could you picture yourself in front of a lecture theater drawing out a diagram of a Mr. Do level? <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I, there's probably something to be said. that This is something um, Paul Barnett talked about a while ago. It was the idea of like, uh, you know, the golden age of video games not really being a real thing. And the the idea that like, you don't really need to, there are probably a handful of games over the years that are useful to go back and look at. But in terms of like learning how to make games in a modern way, that's mm. probably a lot of stuff you picked up along the way from the games that cribbed from Doom and Quake and Half-Life and, you know, whatever else over the years. Um, and so I wonder, you know, like, would a video game appreciation class actually be useful or would it be kind of just wankish and you're just like, here's, you know, <laughs> here's me playing, th- I'm, I'm playing for Bruce Lee in front of a class full of people and going, check this shit out. Like that's my full <laughs> notes for the lecture. Check this shit out. Isn't this dope? Um, how much of how much of third level education is that type of wankish nonsense? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're not wrong. Um, I can I can see from like a historical or preservationist or, or you know some sort of a sociological perspective. I don't know some some other aspect other than it being like design class, it being useful in some ways. I think two of the projects that we've had the most like fun doing mm-hmm. that has kind of gotten that way is the uh, it's third time I'm referencing today the Demon Souls remake thing we did with Bluepoint and then the Bloodborne PSX doc oh, right. we did yeah. with Lilith mm-hmm. because both of those are games that you get to oh they're both from actually yeah but both of those are games that you get to analyze under a modern lens and look at like in the case of bloodborne psx especially the hardware of the day dictating design and we things that we have lost in the interim and are there aspects of that design that are good even though we don't need to do them that way anymore and you know yeah. Lilith, she was talking about stuff like the the classic do you remember that it was one of my favorite parts in the doc is when she talks about the uh early playstation one games having 3d inventories like because right. yep. 3d everything yeah. was done 3d like tomb raider and yep. like you know these games where you just had to show stuff in 3d because it was you yeah. know especially when stuff wasn't moving like on a playstation one because if you had the model moving and the camera moving you got all that dither <laughs> right. yes stuff all that weird going, jitter yeah. and yeah all that stuff oh yeah yeah that's, so that's many not necessarily that. just looking back right that's kind of looking back with regards to you know right. modernizing it or something yeah yeah. And, and just like the weird quirks that, you know, cause uh, you know, in a lot of ways, I think the 3d being such a new toy for people made them want to do stuff like that. And certainly in the U S Sony pressured a lot of developers to shy away from 2d games completely. Which oh, I wonder right. if that, if that led to them going, well, let's make the inventory 3d because otherwise, you know, maybe Sony won't like it or, or, or yeah. whatever. Um, that's true. I guess early PlayStation one games, there's not many, to to i guess parappa but that's also 3d and that's it? not that early uh in, oh in, you're in right the scheme, yeah. it's, it's you know the the first year of you know the, the twisted metal one and war hawks of the world Wipeout. yeah agile warrior like these you know was there it must have been a fighting game there must have been a 2d fighting game yes so that that was uh there was street fighter alpha one and there i believe mortal Kombat three for okay. launch games which, you know, the, them being ports, probably, yeah, yeah, They're, exactly. Yeah. Um, but generally speaking, yeah, like, like Sony did not, they wanted to show off the power of the PlayStation uh, if, for marketing reasons. They wanted to really right. stick it to Sega. They wanted to stick it to the Saturn as hard as they could. 
and launching that way enabled them to go look at all this shit. Isn't this crazy? Saturn can't fucking do this. And, it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, and it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Nathan in Calgary writes in, this is sort of adjacent to what we were just talking about. Do you think a publisher could try to create a canon of important video games akin to what the Criterion Collection kind of brands itself as for movies, like a cross-publisher, cross-developer releases with bonus materials, particularly or old foundational stuff like Mule or Rogue that influenced later games and perhaps have people who derived ideas from those games provide commentary. Does something like that exists or have attempts been made that I don't know about? Like that? I, I, you know, the Digital Eclipse stuff is sort of brushing against that because they're going out there and trying to do as much bonus material as they can get their yeah. hands on. And uh, that Blizzard collection I always point back to is like a recent, like that, that, the, that one was awesome. And I, you know, Drew worked on that yeah, as well. He was, did. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I, I wish that uh, I wish the Ninja Turtles one that they just did had more of that treatment. Right. The developers were available. Those probably would have been all translated interviews, but like, I would have loved to have just heard people talk about what it was like making games for a fucking Game Boy. Yeah, um, but like a Criterion Collection bonus, like you know, here's Mule, here's Rogue. We're gonna sell you a copy of Rogue in this really nice box with all this extra stuff. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, it's hard. I, yeah, I've often wondered if like we could like if if we had like a white label no clip or something, right. right? Where you could like partner with Limited Run or somebody or mm-hmm. like IM8, but you know what I mean, like that type right. of thing. Yeah. I think actually is the is the is the battle is the garbage pail thing because that was on that's IMA, IMA bit yeah 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 so maybe there's there's an so I guess that's what they're doing like that that's right. how you do it I guess is that you yeah because like yeah one of the, my answer to this is two answers I have this one is that it's actually very difficult to get people to talk eloquently about stuff that they made twenty thirty years ago yeah often especially through a modern lens a lot of times like it's it's even earlier than that it's hard for people to recollect they're, and they're also kind of self-conscious about it especially if it's a popular game because mm. some of the developers like fans will know these games way more than the person who made them oftentimes right yeah um because they've just made like 20 games since so right. you know, I, don't, I don't remember like, yeah, it was thursday um, i don't know yeah yeah what was like, it like yeah, when it was like, gold fuck i don't know we got drunk like yeah like or something that like they did on a wednesday that ended up being the iconic thing about that game they didn't know it was at the time and all that sort of stuff so it's it's kind of tricky to capture that sometimes yeah um and then the other thing is like we have been approached over the years at Noka, we've never done any corporate work and one of the things that was always a bummer was that like people would approach us and we'd say we don't do this but we know some people you should talk to them them and them about it and then it was like a cool project and that would have been fun to work on and and whatever and then it never got made because (laughs) they just like it was too hard or they didn't whatever it was there was no you know no one was excited do you ever think about doing i mean you know like as a white label thing as a separate thing that's like yeah like that's what i kind of what i was alluding to earlier a little bit yeah was kind of like I've been trying to figure out a way of doing it that doesn't like the, the biggest thing is like how how do you possibly do that and and remain a uh, well not objective but like a, a, a neutral component what, in the story right like yeah you how don't do you, or wanna... how do you how do you, know, how do you do that while also running something like NoClip right right and like trying to understand like what is NoClip is it a journalistic outlet I don't really know if it is is it education kind of is it preservation for sure. Uh, there's journalism aspects to it for sure would people if this stuff was done so that's been the sort of the big how do you do that and also what projects do you do if you're doing white label is it is it that type of retrospective stuff is it right is it is it like are you embedded with the team as they're going gold 
You right. Know, like, is, yeah. it, is it a, their new project that you don't even know if people are going to want to watch it or not? And, and those have, we've, we've had loads of those where we've had ones because we obviously did Hades, right? So mm-hmm. we were embedded with Hades. We're embedded with uh, Hyperlight Breaker. We get no money at all. Yeah. We fund that all ourselves. They have no right of reply over the fight. We have checks with them for legal reasons on some stuff, but like the videos are ours. And it's a very privileged sort of like way to be able to work, quite fucking frankly. Mm-hmm. But we have had big studios and other smaller studios come to us and say, we would like to do that. And then we go there and then all their legal departments and people go fucking crazy because they're like, what? Yeah. You can't just have these people here. But it's like, if we had something in, but to do that, to do those terms, you would need to have some sort of agreements in place, which, and then it, then it can't go on no clip. No clip needs to just be yeah, our lens, our pure thing. Right, right. So then if it's not that, what is it? So that's, that's been, and how do you possibly run two of these things side by side? But so that's, that's been the puzzle for me to try and figure out. Um, but in a way, I was kind of like, instead of having all of our patrons and gamers pay for everything, it would be quite funny to have big game publishers pay for essentially <laughs> production is stuff. That, is that, that the name for your new operation? Quite funny? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to see, we're going to be doing paid content on Noclip. And no, it's not. So, but, but like, yeah, trying to find a way to do that has kind of been the, the, the puzzle and i think i figured it out but i'm not quite ready to i think you know about. like the my take on that these days at least so i you know like i'm i'm doing what i'm doing and, and it resembles very much what i've always done but like mm-hmm. in the back of my mind i kind of want to be able to like throw away a lot of the, the decisions i've made over the last 15 20 years about what's acceptable and what's not and at least be able to approach these conversations fresh and think about like because there's stuff like um Voice acting in a game, right. something yeah. for uh, a very long time. The answer was a steadfast, absolutely not. Conflict of interest, yeah, conflict of interest. But now it's like I'm not a, I'm not really doing reviews. I'm not, you know, I'm not currently on Metacritic or anything like that. And um, and so I'm I'm just trying to think about like, yeah, what are the true parameters of this thing? Because I look at that and go like, that might be really fun to do, and right. it might be really fun if I could shoot some behind the scenes stuff and, and present that to people for, you know, on Patreon or, or something like that. And, and so I'm trying to, we did this, we tried to do something like this when Def Jam Rap Star was, it was getting announced. <laughs> and, um, it did well, not, you, you, you did have the high, the biggest rap, rap act in Petaluma, according to mp3.com. That's right. So. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so when, when they partnered with, with me for that, I don't think they realized how, how seasoned a professional they were getting, but like, the original thing there was when, because they were going to announce that game at a Konami press conference in San Francisco. And they were like, Hey, do you want to come up on stage and rap? Right. And I was like, fucking yes. And I was like, wait a minute. No. Mm. And mm. I had to sit there and think about it. And I was like, well, okay, can we get into the press conference early and shoot some behind the scenes stuff and maybe do some interviews? Cause I think it would be really fun. And like from a journalistic end of like what goes into these things. Right. And they were like, yeah, totally. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you, yeah, whatever you need. Great. Okay. So we get over there, we get there early, and it's a Konami run press conference. We okay. made the deal with the development end of it, not Konami. And so Konami right. was like, what the fuck are these guys doing in here? Mm. And they were like, okay, you can come in and rehearse, and then you got to go and don't film anything. It's like, suddenly not cool anymore. It's like, you can, yeah. The, the vibes are off. The vibes are off. <laughs> and so I was like, shit, man. Well, if I come away with this, with me on stage rapping with Jamie King, formerly of Rockstar, 
uh, <laughs> rapping fucking uh, uh, nothing but a G thing, um, <laughs> then that will be worth it. And then they ended up not giving me the footage. Tracy Peterson oh, was really? there filming it independently for someone, and he originally was like, "Yeah, I got the footage. I'll get it to you." And I just never, I never beat down his doors to get it from him. But um, but they were like, "Oh, the footage didn't come out. We lost it. It's a whole thing." And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I never, I never got my hands on any of it. And so imagine how that looks—a room full of assembled journalists from around the Bay Area, if not the world—and right. then who fucking walks out on stage to demo the game for them, but me. I felt like a fucking clown. I was like, right. it was super fun. Yeah. And I, I met Kevin Lyles, who was the head of Def Jam and like, you know, pleaded with him to give me a record deal and, and all this other stuff. Um, <laughs> but uh, I felt like I had been played and, and not, no, I don't think anyone like did it deliberately. Like the people involved or people I'm still like cool with to, to yeah. this day. I don't, you know, I don't think oh, it was good nature. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, just the, the nature of things kind of turned and, and I, I kind of got left fucking twisting in the wind as right. the least important part of that whole process. Um, but yeah, like I, I felt like fucking shit and I was mm. like, man, I can't fucking believe I did this and I'm not getting anything out of it. Like all these people probably think I'm a fucking clown. And then at the end of it, people were like, man, that was really fun. Good. That was awesome. You did that. No one was like, Hey, look at you, you fucking shill. And right. I was like, Oh, yeah. right. It was this, this feeling of like, right. Maybe I'm not, maybe, maybe I take this more seriously than everyone else does. And that's probably a good thing, but is it? And it just, yeah, to have yeah. the buffer there. Yeah. So I just think about like what would be cool content for people and what would be the the right thing to do there. And I think I'm open to doing different shit than I would have been six months ago. Um, yeah. And exciting for you as well. Like yeah, in totally. N- yes. New, new avenues. When we did the Hades stuff, that's obviously a situation that only happens because like Greg has happened basically. Yeah. Right. Cause like Greg is, Greg is, no bullshit and he can smell if someone's doing yeah. it for the wrong reasons and he was cool and he you know it was it all made sense but like the, my problem is that like we had so much fun doing that it's like it was like the the most access you'll get and whenever we've tried to get more access except for breaker actually we're doing some pretty crazy stuff with mm-hmm. them um in terms of the publisher and everything it's going to be really interesting but it's hard to get to like i would like it's been six years of us doing this. We're basically, I've realized now we're basically the only people really, there are people like area five and other folks out there who make documentaries and are fantastic yeah. video production people. But when it comes to just like pumping out video game documentaries, we're basically the only people who do it. And people keep asking us to do it and then nothing ever comes of it. And like, yes, I would like to make a movie. You know what I mean? Yes, I would sure. like to, I can't do that with Patreon money i wouldn't do that with patreon money because it would seem i want to cover indie games and do all the like rich work that we're doing but yeah i'll take someone else's money to fucking make something like groundbreaking where we get all the access because everyone's got you know a a sort of got skin in the game like Mm -hmm. sure that would be and i think we're hopefully we're you know we'll see but it feels like we're coming up on a time again where that type of investment is not out of the question because i'll tell you as someone who kind of sniffed around, who spent, you know, some time in as early as 2020, but really a lot of 2021 and well, late 2020, like thinking about what do investors look like in this day and age in, say, launching a new video game right. coverage, oper- a new editorial operation and, and all that sort of stuff. It was at a time when everyone 
like the number one question was like, what's your web three strategy? Like, what's your, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, right. Cause, cause everyone was way. crazy for that shit. And so it was just like, yeah, it was this deflating thing of just like, well, okay, there's obviously, you know, there's no investment money to be had at, at a scale that's going to like make a, a difference or, or, or whatever. So, you know, so fuck that. Totally. Um, and, but it, it seems like we're coming through on the other end of, of that a little bit now that that stuff has crashed out a little bit, then maybe you'll have yeah. some more sensible investors, but also, I don't know that sensible investors would want to invest in a video game editorial <laughs> operation. <laughs> What's Shelby doing? Is there, uh, he's know? got his, he's got an AI thing he's doing. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, okay. It's, yeah, he's, he's got a thing. It's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. That got in the way, basically, because you needed to, especially if the, you know, yes. maybe VCs were less inclined that way. But if it was any, yeah, you know, investment firm or shareholders, they wanted to have some sort of edge on that stuff yes definitely um, uh and so i think i think some of that edge has been filed off but maybe not all of it so yeah yeah i don't know it's interesting you know and, and also there's a ton of people out there that just sold their studio to 10 cent and they got a bunch of money so what are they gonna do with it might as well invest yeah. in a video game editorial operation that's what i say it's funny i'm surprised people don't like ubisoft obviously have their thing and and you know we know a bunch of folks who were over there for a long time yeah uh i often find it odd that others don't i i don't i'm not mad on it you know what I mean? It's yeah. pure conflict, but like, I don't know why people don't do it. Like, it seems like you basically like I, we stand here mm-hmm. as two people, I think who are fight have fought. And I certainly look, I've always looked up to you for this ah. with regard is that like when I would, especially when I was a fan of GameSpot, it very much seemed like at a certain point, be it because the money is shit or because you have a family or because whatever it is, but people get forced out. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who are of that age. And I like, it was really important to me not to try and stay in it as much as possible. And if I had to be my own boss to do it, then that's the way it had to be. And obviously you're one of the very few other states people of this, uh, this industry, but like, I guess it does happen where there's a lot of people and we've just been talking about it. All the folks that fan Biden, all these people are yeah. very, very good at their jobs. Yeah. And, why why studios don't spin up more i know they have pr people and some of them have like some sort of you know rockstar propaganda or whatever right, they have right. their own thing but like why some of them don't have a bit more of that type of presence i'm not i'm not a fan of it necessarily but like yeah i think it makes sense yeah to ab- absolutely pro, you know? so just you know you bring in a couple of editors to write a blog like but you know like ubisoft right. was, is, was doing that for a long time they're still I think they still have the blog. They have a yeah. video team. I know yeah, Andy, yeah. Andy, Andy Baum and Chris yeah, Waters. Right, right. Yeah. You know. And, you know, there was the EA team that I think Jeff Green was on for a brief period of time. Oh, yeah. Like back in the day. That was a long time ago. That was that was one of the first bellwethers of like, oh, this shit is going to change and it's going to get fucking bad fast. And, right. you know, the, the era of the exclusive preview is, is going away because now all these publishers are just going to do it themselves. Like they're just going to start interviewing. Like EA was interviewing themselves. It was just like, "What do you think about right. the Sims? I think it's good. Really? Oh wow! Um, <laughs> you know, and and it was literally content like that. And it's just like, what the fuck? Um, but I think that that's you know, like yeah, they can do that, and and I think that that makes sense for a variety of reasons. But it's also probably cheaper to just go rent an influencer. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, and they don't. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. And, and then you've got access. To, it's kind of short-term versus long-term, right? Because, yeah. like, if you go with an influencer, you've instant access to a big 
uh, audience. Whereas if you build something yourself, then you're fostering that audience. You know what I mean? Like yeah. your YouTube channel has 3 million views now because that's where all your fans are. Right. You know and and everyone's going to point to it because that's where you're debuting the information. Like Kotaku, right. you know, that was the big struggle. I, I talked about it before, but like that was the, the big struggle was about trailers. And I talked about this clandestine meeting we had. It was like Justin Calvert was still there uh, at GameSpot right. at the time where we we went up the street to IGN and Sessler came and, and everyone sat down and said, these publishers keep wanting to put trailers up on their own YouTube channels and not letting us debut them on ours. What are we going to do? Right. And, I, and I was like, just refuse to cover it. Because if you're not going to point to their stuff, if you're not going to point your audience at their trailer, how are they ever going to build it? Just say, right. well, we're not we're not going to cover it unless you send it to us and let us put it up. Like, play hardball with them. <laughs> Fuck it. Like, if this is where is this the line in the sand where you think you're fucked on the other end of it, you better fight hard now. And no right. one did. And they got fucking walked. And now look at them. You know, <laughs> look at the 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 state of like preview coverage in this business. It's fucking dramatically different. Yeah. It's way more controlled. Uh, the number of preview builds just getting sent out on a regular basis is like a fucking tenth of what it was 15 years ago. Mm. And, you know, it's it's crazy, uh, you know, and, and I don't know that that would have worked. I think it was, you know, you're fighting a rising tide like it's, you know, the publishers were going to do what they wanted to do regardless. And I don't think that the, the traditional outlets would have been able to win that fight long term. But like, you know, you have to be willing to fucking play hardball with, with some of these yeah. people. I was something that we would have to do very rarely you know there's a lot of relationship management involved in working with publishers in a previews and reviews capacity it's why we mm. split it up it's why i only handled the reviews because it created a good cop bad cop scenario where right, i was totally. the bad cop yeah. saying these games are fucking shit and then the previews person would be the good the good cop going like well you know let's what's your next game coming out let's just secure a top slot for this and that and you know and 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 whatever and and it just I don't know. Like that wasn't a perfect fucking system either, to be honest. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like it, to me, it just all of it speaks to the relevance of like a traditional video game website in any way, shape or form. Like why? Yeah. Why do it? What's it there for? Who does it serve? What's the audience actively looking for that stuff? Unless you're providing something of value and substance like guides, you know, like yeah. actual things that people are going to Google and go like, what the fuck happened here? How do I beat this? Here's a video that's going to show me how to beat it. And, and that's know. so much harder in a world in which, yeah. you know, you've experts for every game now exist. Oh, on right. Yeah, YouTube yeah. or Twitch or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you're fighting I mean, against them. I think the the number one video on the YouTube channel for Giant Bomb is still Matt Kessler talking about some Skyrim achievement. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like some still some million plus view thing. That's just like, yep. Originally, we had the interns locked away in a room creating guide content. Right. and uh they just didn't do enough of it i, I don't I, we were not committed to it in a way that would it would have succeeded you needed scale or yeah, something but it was yeah. probably the right idea yeah uh, in some sick way <laughs> um <laughs> the, the faq farm downstairs right. yeah, yeah 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 it's just a, a weird a weird whole thing but but yeah i mean i don't know like it, it's just such a I, I love this business even as it's taken its weird twists and turns and it's it's a it's a weird it's a weirder place every day mm. this year especially I, f I feel like you know obviously like I went through a lot of crazy shit this year but like I think right. when you talk about that COVID hangover and what AAA games are coming out like AAA development and like the big tentpole releases that you would be able to hang your hat on I think yeah. that's that's a partial 
Like that's going to impact all these websites that are there to cover games because people want to see the big games. And so if the big games are getting delayed, if the big games are not sh- being shown in a preview fashion that allows for video, uh, and so there's no video on YouTube, there's none of this and that until the very end, and then everyone floods with their same review and their same shit, like, I, I we're going to get to a point where the only person left standing that has a staff, like a big staff at their disposal is Greg. And, right. and Keely, and yeah. Keely, I get, you know, like, yeah. like you know, in, in a different way, but like, you know, that, that like, that's, like, I think, like, you look at that studio. It's fucking beautiful. Oh, like, yeah, it's yeah. nuts. It's unbelievable. I haven't it's been really, there, but, like, yeah. I'm I, looking at the the shots of it and some of the stuff they did. I was looking at it just going, like, man, that's the studio <laughs> I was fighting to get for 20 fucking years, man. Right. The, like, yeah. let's get a place with some high ceilings that is not just office space. Let's get something that feels like it's dedicated to make fucking actual content. Let's fucking, right. like, build a place that feels custom suited for making good shit about games. And it was Dude, always like, oh, started yeah, on the fucking the first floor. Oh, God, the first floor <laughs> studio. <laughs> the one that we got or the one that they because remember when we were going to move buildings? Were you still there for that? Uh, I don't think so. You might have been gone I, for that. We were going right. to move buildings up the street. And okay. uh, San Francisco likes to have public use yes. uh, areas carved out. And so one of the pitches was that the main studio, the only major studio for everyone was going to be a first floor studio with a window facing the street, like the fucking today show. Very cool. So that yeah. people could come up and, you know, press their bodies against it or, or whatever. <laughs> and I was fucking so psyched. I was like, yes, yes, I will go outside. I will fucking interview these people. We will invite them in to fucking come in and play fucking video games. Like, yes, Lee, I, yes, I will make this a public space. Like, let's fucking go. <laughs> and it was too much money or whatever. So they just renovated what they had instead. Right. Renovated. Um, but, yeah, CBS was originally going to do all that, and then they they backed away from it for money. Money, mm-hmm. money is always the answer. But like, yeah, I was that was my first floor studio dream was to have the fucking insane, strange, weird, like window to the world, uh, yeah. and and be able to take advantage of that. I think that would have been fun as hell. But um, you know, alas, alas. Yeah, there's, there's but like, you're right. But yeah, like their, their studio it's looks fucking be- incredible. Like I look at that thing and just and just like, yep, that's. Like when I I was pushing for a long time, there was even talk for a while about like, let's get the fuck out of San Francisco. Let's move to the right. East Bay and get a warehouse and, and build real studio space. And there were people yeah. that were like, yeah, we should definitely do that. But it was never like a conversation with money attached. So of course everyone was like, fuck yeah. And then we got bought and all those people left. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so what are you going to do? But, um, but yeah, man, that's the, I fucking more power to them. Like they're, mm. they're fucking killing it man it's awesome to see like that they've found that's that's a diversified business because like if you like they do solid twitch they don't do crazy they have solid youtube multiple they don't do crazy they have solid patreons two of them they don't do crazy either yeah but they have enough of that there they have a a backbone of of you know obviously they're in the influencer world right so they're doing ad deals and they're doing promotions and they're doing all that sort of stuff i don't know if that ends up being part of their Thing or if the, the, if if they're hosting gigs or part oh, of the you're main right. thing yeah. or, or if that's I, something I, I they bet, just keep on their own. That, well, that's a, that's a good point. Now they are the biggest studio. They are the biggest. They have the biggest studio in San Francisco for right. a lot of that stuff. So they probably can. Yeah. Um, oh, for yeah. I, I meant yeah. like hosting other people's events, like going and hosting a Microsoft oh. event, or, or you know, like, yeah, like you're right. I'm not sure if that's Greg yeah, or if yeah, that's. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, and like and like I think that's yeah. The other side of it is they do employ a lot of people and yeah. they give people chances. You know what I mean? Like yep. they've employed a lot of people out of their community. 
they're always like trying to greg's always trying to hustle to get people who've been axed onto the show you know what i mean like you can you can you can try to not like those guys if you want and people do but yeah but they're you know they're fucking doing it yeah, like they're making and, it happen and they're, yeah and they're nice they're nice chaps yeah they're really nice chaps. and in this day and age like it, it's very hard to make shit happen at, at that scale with that 100%. with that size of staff and all that other stuff like if you look at this business like look at the size of the outlets fucking g4 comcast right. couldn't make it work <laughs> right you know yeah. like uh you warner know, is a warner own rooster teeth at yeah, the moment and they still the, do yeah. like that thing is imploding in one way or another oh, what, boy. You know, whatever <laughs> yeah send them some more pit boys um and uh <laughs> like forgot about that uh, i will never fucking forget about that uh, <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah man i you know yeah but like i i look at yeah, kind of funny is that hybrid operation of like they've found a way to make it work for right. them. Um, yeah. And you can say like, oh, I don't like that they do these hosting gigs because it's too close or this or that. And like, I get yeah. it. I get it. Like totally. that's, that's stuff that I look at and go like, I don't know that I would do that. But it works yeah. for them. And and more power to them, man. Like like I said, in this day and age of watching it get increasingly more difficult to keep an operation afloat. And I don't think we're done seeing no. outlets get fucking shut the fuck down. Mm-mm. Um, by a long shot, um, I, I, I think that, that they're, what they're doing is keeping people employed and building a sound business. And I think that's fucking awesome. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's right that people, I think audiences should be critical of that stuff. Yeah. Totally. You know, I think we should be self-critical. I certainly am with all the, the sort of ideas that I've spinning around, but in a world in which donkey is publishing games, <laughs> maybe there are no rules anymore. <laughs> Right. I mean, th- that was always the thing, right? Is, you know, uh, the audience would always say, I don't trust the nasty video game media. I trust right. my friend, yeah. Influencer X, because I, they can, they kick it to me straight. It's like, meanwhile, yeah. they're doing three sponsored streams a week and, uh, and yeah. all this other I, stuff. Yeah. And, you're, and it's just like, that was another one of those, like, I'm just shaking my head going like, and, and meanwhile, you know, we're just getting fucking shit nonstop about like, I can't believe how biased you are against Sony and this and that. And you're obviously taking money. You're like, no, if we were fucking taking as much money as you claim we were, the staff would be three times as fucking big. Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? We're barely fucking making it over here. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. So like the, the just, yeah, just the, the very idea of like, I'm going to trust this individual person who is like doing labeled sponsored content yeah. on a regular basis to, to give it to me straight. You media guy, get fucked. I was like, all right, well, yeah. You, you and it's fine if they want. It's fine if want to do that, and it's transparent yeah. and all that yeah. sort of stuff. But you're right. It's it was that ether. It was that idea that like you can trust individuals and you can't trust. But it's like yeah. no, it's, it's everyone's. The, the big you know. companies are just made up of individuals. Like the, right. you know, yeah. and some of those people suck. Yeah, and some of those people are righteous, and yeah. some of those people really care about the ethics stuff, and some of them it's not so important to them. Yeah, yeah you know, so. <laughs> you, you can be yeah. willing to bend to that sort of stuff or not you could be willing yeah. to not bend and end up fucking out on the street it happens right yeah totally um but shit man i don't know whatever it, it's uh yeah i i i think that 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 whole audience aspect of it was always very frustrating because it was just like i like i get a paycheck and no amount of money like i i don't even know what fucking ads are running outside of the podcast ads right. and i don't because i'm reading them and None of those are about games, and I don't give a shit about that end of the business, which I'm sure is increasingly a problem to someone. Uh, but, you know, like at the end of the day, like it was, you know, we were paid to fucking put out shit about games. 
you have enough work to do. You can't, yeah, you don't exactly. To, you know? <laughs> I don't have time to take phone calls about like, now uh, we're, we're putting out our game in three months, but this other game's coming out. Could you give that one a low score? <laughs> like that was always the one about like, oh, they paid the, their competitors paid you to score this a six. Like uh, that's, that's fucking insane. It's, it's <laughs> I, and whatever. I know I've fucking said shit about this before. And it's, it was always one of those things that's just like, flabbergasting from a, like a logic perspective, but you know, whatever at the end of the day, people don't know how these businesses work and they shouldn't have to, um, to, to enjoy them and, and all that sort of stuff. It's like, I always say like, you know, people shouldn't have to know, um, people shouldn't have to know how games are made to enjoy video games. You know, it's like, I think there's a level of people who care much deeper about them and, you know, that's how we can get into these conversations about, you know, what are voice actors getting paid and stuff like that. Like, I find that very consequential and very uh, meaningful topic to discuss. But, um, you know, most of the people that play that game will have never heard of that. Yeah, 100%. And, they wouldn't even have thought of it. Yeah. They don't know it's a voice actor. It's just paid on his voice. Right. Or like, it's like, oh, it sounds a little different this time. I don't know. Yeah. Um, my wife is angry. As a, Bayonet, as a Bayonetta fan. As a Bayonetta yeah, fan. Once, yeah. I, once I told her that the voice had changed. Um, I'm still pissed about fucking Grand Zeroes. I'm like, I'm not even yeah, a well, huge like David Hater fan necessarily. Like, yeah, right. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right. But like, that was stupid. Well, you know. <laughs> don't change the voices. Well, it's like, don't change the voices if you're going to get like fucking three lines. You know, like. I, yeah, I, I you're will, right. Yeah. I'll say. Like, His rates were obviously more than one day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, did Kiefer show up and fucking tackle a Christmas tree and then record the lines and fucking leave? Like, what? <laughs> Uh, I, I, yeah. So <laughs> I, I just think about like how much, how many dollars per second did Kiefer make? And right. how, so how much money did he make for saying, do it when you tell the pause. horse to poop? Pause. Yeah. Can you say pause one more time. Pause. <laughs> uh, no, I can't say it one more time. I got to go use that one. It's fine. Do it. I have to save the world. Yeah. I've only got 24 hours and you jump through a window. And you're like, right. Yeah. The only, the only, I just, I, I've been thinking about playing Phantom Pain again and all that stuff. I just want to make the horse poop on, on Solid Snake over <laughs> on the boss over and over again. And uh, while he says, do it. Because um, that's, that, really, it's probably the greatest game ever made. If that's gaming. If we're really breaking it down. Um, it does feel like a game that I feel like I played 5% of, even though I basically yeah. completely yep. okay. yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, it's just so deep so it's an immersive sim <laughs> it is yeah i mean that's the thing it's like they, you know it's probably kojima's best video game yeah, like if we remove yeah. all the the kojima shit yeah story and you, and you know whether you like that or you don't like art. you know it's subjective but like the the just the pure gaming it's it's just yeah. a fun sandbox to do stuff in uh, yeah, yeah. I've, been, I've been thinking about that game I a lot lately that, I don't know right. why. yeah i've been i've been thinking about replaying it i've been thinking about going back and playing boktai I've never played Boktai. That's the Game Boy game with the sun sensor in it. So, like, if you were outside dungeon, Whoa. like, things would change. It was like a vampire kind of thing. And if you're, so you would have to, you know, so when you're emulating it, you kind of have to, like, fake the sun sensor stuff. Like um, a little UV lamp or something. Yeah. But, like, what a crazy Kojima concept to be like, no, I want to have a, a solar panel on this that can detect if it's in direct sunlight or not, because that's the game I want to make. Like, how does he he must be the best salesman in the world how does he get people to agree to up to a shit? point i mean if he was the best salesman in the world he'd probably still be a fucking konami yeah but at some point the mob gets tired of funding your games <laughs> silent hill news dropping tomorrow right Is that yeah today? yes tomorrow, yes tomorrow. silent hill news they, they yeah gotcha game. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah it's a collect it's a collection-based rpg 
Um, let's take our last email here before we before we break here. <laughs> Drew from uh, Louisville, Kentucky says, EA hasn't put out an NBA live game in years, and it's not like that franchise was a competitive offering against NBA 2K. Their NBA Jam revival circa 2010 was generally well-received, and the follow-up on Fire Edition cleaned up many of the rough edges. Given EA's current lack of an NBA simulation game and the fact that they already made a darn good arcade one, is it time for NBA Jam once again? I think we could all use more Tim Kitzrow yelling, Pippin, now that Scotty Pippen Jr. plays for the Lakers. Ooh. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess. That's, yeah, wow. Uh, I think NBA Jam is not a game you can do every year. Yeah. It's not an annual franchise. You could do it and then update the rosters. You could try to make it some service game free to play nightmare and probably really get in the way of all the cool shit. Um, and they'd probably have to do that to make it make sense. Cause we're just not in an era where EA is going to make a small one-off thing like that anymore. I can't sell it full price either. It's, right. You know, and I don't know that they still, I wonder if they still hold that license, if they got it free and clear forever, because that was originally, well, I guess the NBA would have owned it. I think is how that worked out because Midway had it and then Acclaim somehow wrested it from them and Acclaim made a bunch of games called NBA Jam that were absolutely awful for like the N64 and okay. Saturn and, and stuff like that, um, which is why Midway had to make NBA Showtime and Hang Time and all this other stuff because they didn't have the rights to the term NBA Jam anymore. Oh, funny. So I don't think that would have been a Warner Brothers property that went with them in the Midway sale there. So it probably was with the NBA and EA negotiated that and they had to probably negotiate some look and feel stuff maybe with Warner. I don't know how that would have worked, but like, I bet you're right. I bet it's way more. I bet there's a lot more legal work that needs to be done there. And that probably is part of the reason why it takes, it takes those big gaps in time for them to go back to it. You know, yeah. Has it really been that long though? Was it 2010 he said? 2010. What? Yeah. Uh, biggest employer in Novato? 2K. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you driven by the hangar? I have. Uh, I've, well, I've you've been, been I'm sure you've been there. Been around. Yeah. I actually haven't been in yet, but I've, but I've, uh, yeah, we've got some friends who live down in Belmarin Keys and I was looking mm. for, um, for office space before I found this place closer to town. But yeah, it's wild. I've, lots of the people i've met are like yeah i'm a render engineer or i'm an animator or whatever a lot of them uh, live in petaluma too and just commute to right. Novato. and I so think you the mocap thing is in petaluma yes. i think yes there is, yes there's a mocap yeah. thing there somewhere probably in that i bet it's in that business park way out on the east side past the jack-in-the-box yeah there's a that's a big business park yeah there's loads of, yeah yeah out there past yeah. the applebee's all the good stuff yeah. all the place you want to go yeah definitely um all right, well, that's going to do it for us here on the Jeff Gersman Show. I'm Jeff Gersman. He's Danny O'Dwyer. You can find out more about Danny O'Dwyer online uh, sure at Patreon, patreon.com slash noclip. Get yourself uh, a... Can, can, now, can people get into this uh, this uh, stunt rate? This, oh, you're right. Stunt yeah, stunt, beta? Yeah. Is that, how do people get into that? Yeah, I'm, We're doing it piece by piece, which isn't a money grab. It's because it takes time for me to send people keys so i need so i've been doing them tier by tier so now we're at the ten dollar patrons so if you're a ten dollar patron you can get yeah I be, and just dm me and i'll give you a key to stunt derby it's a uh, rough around the edges but it plays uh we do tests every friday uh we'll be opening it up to five dollar people i think next month maybe the following we'll see nice. but uh yeah check out no clip on youtube check out our new channel no clip crew we've, we're doing a bunch of weird shit on that it's kind of like a creative playground for us to i don't know make shit that we wouldn't put on the documentary channel like videos right. about our own game or hey i just want to talk about facing worlds for 20 minutes 
you know so i did i, I, I think you should, you should probably do a two-hour documentary on facing worlds facing worlds yeah. do you know what we were doing when i could probably say this we were we were talking to epic about um doing one on unreal tournament uh mm. the 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 sort of reboot one yeah. that was you know the beta that was around yep. and this was basically around the time that they added the battle royale to four to four <laughs> and then suddenly emails stopped yeah. getting responded to and i, I was bet. like and then they flushed that UT team and they all went into work on Fortnite. And I was like, that's like such a no clip situation as we were talking about <laughs> at the fucking wrong game. Um, God, dude, the Fortnite thing is so funny. Just when I think about the, the number of times I played that game pre-release under yeah, like dude. hard NDA that were just like, yeah, you can't really ever talk about having played this, but you're playing it for judging purposes for E3 and you're doing this and um and the building one is it like this yeah the, yeah it was it was all know, the all the building stuff and and then when that came out so it led to all these people going like that's not a real game because you know and we were perpetrating that because it was fun um but then at some point uh, i had gone and actually played it somewhere in the middle of people going like fortnite's not a real game and i had to be like yeah man totally um, funny which is always a yeah. shitty position to be in but um i don't know that that mode might as well not be a real game it's still, so you still have to pay to play it. Like, who is who is buying <laughs> Save the World these days? Like, you know, I'm surprised they haven't added like a bunch of like battle royale suits and perks onto that purchase just to get people to buy it for whatever reason. But do you, uh, yeah, do you think there's like people who like were mad into Counter Strike and then eventually went back and played Half Life? You know what I mean? Because like right. they would have had to. Oh, I'm sure there's people who bought or like went to a web cafe to play yeah. that and never played Half Life, and they were like, oh, I'll go check out this half-life thing it's stuck to (laughs) yeah right yeah uh so strange crazy yeah that's i mm. yeah there'll there'll be some kind of Fortnite documentary someday i think yeah will be maybe they can do a white label you know Mm, just like (laughs) mm, watch out tim sweeney will pay you in fucking nfts or something Exactly. He'll um, buy a forest. He'll buy me a forest or something. <laughs> Nobody does. I think he buys forests all yeah, around the place. Right. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, got uh, the forest money. It's a whole yeah. level. Uh, anyway, patreon.com slash no clip for Danny stuff. If you want to get an ad free version of this show, as well as some uh, hot bonuses, the Jeff Gershman Hall of Fame, or uh, uh, the, the, you know, join the advisory panel, you want to listen to Game Boys to Men. The latest episode is about 1992 CES. That fucking guy. There's the feed right there. Yeah, that. that's the, that's not the official art. I don't know what happened there. Oh, is that's the Patreon the, feed. That's why. That's Patreon why. That's feed, right. Yeah, because yeah, it just uses that the profile image. Right. That yeah. makes more sense. Maybe I should have a better profile image. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, yeah, I know which one it is. Yes, go go check that out. Patreon.com/slash Jeff Gersman or uh, you know enjoyyourgaming.com or dopeassvideogames.com. Uh, those all those all go there too uh take care of yourselves i'll be back later this week there's some upcoming video games that i think i can talk about at some point here later in the week and maybe show some of them even so i i don't know how that's gonna go i need to go read a bunch of emails about stuff and and we'll see uh what we're streaming for the rest of this week i'm gonna go take my antibiotics yeah don't don't talk for a little while it's weird it's not a talking sore throat it's just a swallowing sore throat very don't strange. swallow don't swallow no sir. i i will I, that is i would will not all right we're, we're gonna go we're gonna go goodbye thanks for having me yeah, yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. The, the music's playing now we're okay. still go we're still going out i can yeah
Oh, now I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna swallow. These are the ads you can get ad free here. Get this big gulp. I don't know how to do this since since I can't talk to you off stream. I can mute you from the stream, but I can't easily mute me from the stream while still you're sending to you. Right so uh, no, you're you're still going out. Uh, yeah, oh, wow. you're still going out too. So we're just I don't know. We're just we're just still we're just still talking here talking over the music and really I should probably just <laughs> let this let this play out here. I'm just gonna fade the music here so I can stop the recording.